0: Yeah. What's up? We didn't say it was a family show, so there's that. Young Wait, are born. we with that? With that, well.
1: that? Are we? I don't
0: know.
1: We over. We all over the place.
0: <laughs> Had to come out of retirement. These these knees don't. They was snap cracking and popping. You know, like a rice crispy. But we made it do what it do. But I did take a couple of couple IV proteins afterwards. So, all right. So, all right. So, all right. So, all right. Yo, 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 what's good? Y'all, it's your homie, Big T.
1: And I'm Shay Renee.
2: Good night, Miss
0: Amy. And you're listening to the only podcast that brings you latest in music, news, and fashion, and the only show that keeps your ears to the streets
1: while you grind in the 419.
0: It is another edition of Mud Talk, a very special edition of Mud Talk. We are celebrating all things educators, and today is Educator Day, okay? And we are celebrating all the ama- amazing educators that are out there in the world who are doing amazing and great things. You know, mm-hmm. shout out myself because I'm a dope ass educator. Okay? Sure
2: is, oh, okay?
0: Period, all right?
2: Am I allowed to be a dope ass educator too? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and Miss Amy, you are a dope ass educator too. I'm a dope ass yeah. educator
1: too. I'm a coach. Yes, you know? yeah. are.
0: Yes. Yeah. Look at you. yeah. yeah. So we all some dope ass yeah. educators, right?
2: Educators aren't just teachers. You got all, all sorts of people that oh, help yeah. kids, teach kids. And we uh, need that, kids. Change. We got a dope ass educator over here. We
0: definitely okay. do. We mm-hmm. have Mr. Ralph Green in the building. How you doing, Officer. I'm doing Officer well. Officer Ralph? So Ralph That's Green. all right. I'm doing really well. <laughs> Thanks <you guys laughs> for having me. I appreciate it. We appreciate you for stopping by and celebrating Educator Day with us. And you know, we got a whole bunch of amazing educators things going on today. Mm-hmm. We got a dope little game that Miss Amy's gonna play with us today. Is this, are we keeping it clean with the game? We're not doing the, we're not doing Never
2: (laughs) Have I Ever today. All right. (laughs) We got, uh, we got, um, who told it best today? Oh,
0: okay. Okay. So that's pretty clean. We keep, we try to keep it. It can be. Yeah.
2: I picked some clean topics.
0: Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. We're gonna
2: clean for Officer Green over here. Yeah. Oh look at that. <laughs>
0: he See? made he made that face like, huh? <laughs> really?
1: Starting a rap career. <laughs>
2: like... <laughs> hey, hey, you missed it. I was I, I I I thought I was a rapper when I was karaoke in Louisville this past weekend. So
0: <laughs> Yeah, she yeah. If y'all well y'all don't know, but Miss Amy showed us a video of her rapping mm-hmm. salt and pepper. So little what a man
2: did a little shoop. I need the video. Little gold digger. I need the footage. juicy. <laughs> I was I was going, I was going.
0: She was glowing and flowing. I was flowing. She was definitely flowing. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, before we get started, you know, I have to do what's called Big T with the T, and this is where I tell you all the things that's going on in the new sports and celebrity world and all that messiness that be going on with them. And we got if
2: you you can chime in too. Yes. All right.
0: We got a lot of mess to discuss today. We it's a whole lot of mess going on. So let's talk about Mr. Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. 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 Thank you.
2: What he is very you? cute he has he had a baby yes. what did he do wrong
0: well you uh well the um it's not a charge so to speak but the uh, No allegation that's against him isn't very cute. So,
2: um,
0: well, Mr. Beckham has been named as a suspect in an assault investigation after a woman went to police claiming the NFL superstar put his hand around her neck in the L.A. hotspot. But he claims the allegations are false. Law enforcement uh, told TMZ Sports the alleged incident went down several weeks back when a woman says that he went up to her and grabbed her throat with light pressure. However, a rep for Odell told us they weren't (laughs) aware of any investigation and hadn't been contacted by the police. They also denied that Beckham did any wrong. TMZ reached out to John uh, Tarzan, who is the owner of the LA hotspot, and told them we were contacted about an investigation and reviewed the videos. The claim is false. There is no evidence of this person even being in the area area where she claims the incident occurred. The allegations come just days after Beckham was announced as the newest star wide receiver for the Baltimore Ravens, mm-hmm. where he inked a one-year deal up to $18 million. Oh,
2: she after that money. So so they're in the club and she wasn't there, apparently.
0: Well, she was there, but the instant that she claims that happened, oh. it's not on video footage. But she <laughs> says that he came up and applied some light pressure.
2: Now, was this sexual because... <laughs> yeah, okay, Groovy. That's what I said. I like there how much you, pre- you know, this was happening. What'd you say, brother?
3: How much pressure do they know that was applied? Well, like, she said it was light pressure.
2: She wanted it. Yes. She, oh, come on. Listen, if you're, if you're going to make an allegation, so be like, hey, it was a lot of pressure. It almost yeah. crushed my windpipe. <laughs>
1: He's trying me. Like, <laughs> like come on, on now.
4: Yes. just trying to get on the dance floor.
1: That's, all. that's yeah. what I was thinking. Truman he had her against yeah. so the wall on the dance floor. They're against the wall doing that. Yeah. she like, told oh, him she liked this. that. Choke yeah. me, spank me, you know. <laughs>
0: that's exactly she loved what it. Happened. But, hey, I mean, it is what it is. I don't, you know... She just wants some
2: money. You think? Okay.
0: You know, she take my money.
2: You know what, though? Like, that's, when you said that, it's because he just had gotten his deal at yes. Baltimore. Yes. This I'm not that Deshaun Watson is in this and we're not going there. But yes. that was like almost similar to like when he got, you know, he mm-hmm. moved and then also other, more people came out of the woodwork saying this. It's almost like people don't, want them out of their city or something. But
4: they got to be smart too, though. I yeah. mean, they know people are after their money and after their fame, so mm-hmm. they got to be smart and make wise decisions. I mean, yes. you yeah. got to yeah. surround yourself with people who can keep you out of that trouble. That's what if your boys or group around, that's their mm-hmm. job. Right. Their job is to keep you out of situations like that. And yeah. sometimes those decisions are are tough because especially inside the club, but if your boy, I'd rather be smart, pull you away and have you mad at me, mm-hmm. right. than to be in the courtroom, lose money. Yes, you hey, know what I'm right. saying. So they gotta be smart. I'm now. gonna start
2: making him be like my PR rep in the club. You can oh, cool. I, I, he I, just pull me out of situations. You know, I, had I had a nephew had had a of on stage in Louisville. Yeah, you yeah, could have yeah, got me out of that. I
4: played 12 years in the league, and anytime I went, I was literally his, aka, you know, I don't care what you think, but you're not going to end up. I told my job, my responsibility was keep you out of the media, keep you out of court. Right. I didn't care so no white pressure
2: on girls' throats. Uh, I, didn't I
4: was about talk. to say, yeah, no white pressure, no pressure, Do we know
2: who your nephew is? Is this somebody that we know?
4: Uh probably so. If you get back then around a while, you probably do know him. So absolutely.
2: Are you can tell me later.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're not gonna name drop on the show.
1: <laughs> we got a commercial coming up. Right. right yeah, yeah we we'll do. figure it out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. And other news, uh Drake Bell's wife is throwing in the towel on their marriage. Who? Uh Drake Bell, Drake Bell. So well, I'll tell you. Let me spill the tea first.
2: Shane I wrote like we don't know who that is.
0: <laughs> so Actor Drake Bell, who was the star of the children's show Drake, Drake and, and Josh. Josh. Yes, Drake mm-hmm. and Josh on Nickelodeon. Okay. okay. Uh, so she filed for divorce from the actor. Um, her name is Janet Von Schmeling. Um, and she booked it to court this week and filed for divorce after four years of marriage, according to new legal docs. Janet says they separated back in September and she's going with the usual irreconcilable differences as the reason for the split. Drake and Janet have one child together, which their son's name is Wyatt Bell. And the docs documents say that Janet is seeking primary legal and physical custody of their kid. She wants Drake to be granted visitation rights. The divorce filing comes on the heels of Drake being reported missing by police in Florida earlier this month with a family member calling cops and claiming Drake was threatening suicide in response to child custody issues with Janet. Drake was found safe and sound and police say deputies took action to ensure drake received a mental health evaluation
2: i do remember that now that you said that i just didn't yes. know his last name is bell
0: yes drake bell
2: i just knew drake and josh drake and we josh have a last
0: name yes drake. Is well but not
2: drake like the rapper.
0: <laughs> yes drake bell to <laughs> clear that up
2: drake the actor yes
0: so now you know Michelle.
2: gotcha <laughs> you, you still don't know who it is i <laughs> still don't
1: know <laughs> the story but <laughs> i just registered an <laughs> right, actor not, look right. will repeat yes.
5: the story right.
1: <laughs> We don't have time for that. I'm going to go back and listen like y'all should.
0: I will inform you later of who Drake Bell is. I'll show you a picture. All
1: right. No, I I got the visual. I know who he is. I'm saying the story. I was too focused on trying to remember who he
0: was. Oh, yeah. Well, yes. They're going to divorce. So, oh,
2: okay. yes. That's you always it. have the divorce news. I know. Well, they
0: <laughs> all these celebrities keep getting divorced. So, hell, that's I don't true. know what to do. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and in music news, Coyler Ray and Lotto got some big beef going on. Oh, yeah. I
1: heard yes, about yes, it. yes,
0: yes. So, rapper Coyler Ray, who you know sings uh, Girls Are Players, too. Uh, okay. So, Coyler Ray isn't cool with Lotto um, after she used her name in a punchline attack in her, what was supposed to be a Nicki Minaj disc, so she says. Um, and Koi defended her honor in an onslaught of tweets. On Friday, Lotto dropped her new track, put it on the floor. The same song she premiered at Coachella last weekend where fans assumed she was dissing Nicki. Lotto put Koi in the crosshairs with the lyrics, smoking on that gas, blunt big as Koi LaRae. Bitches like to run their mouths, but I'm the type to run the fade. A low blow, according to Koi, as she constantly is fending off body shamers online. So Koi Laray responded in a series of tweets. Um, the first tweet she said was, let's fight. The next one.
1: <laughs> sorry. Violet, she really,
2: yeah, she really yeah,
0: responded. was She wasn't... really responded. The next tweet, she said, Lotto bye. Here you go talking about my body. Please do not come on here and talk about nobody's body. LOL. Like, seriously, out of all things, laughing my ass off. You blunt my size, laughing my ass off. This shit is never ending. These bitches want to be like dude, so bad. Y'all want to have rap be so bad um anybody that talk about my body must want my body that bad and if you don't like me support me or fuck with me don't mention my name period um shit don't make sense i don't know none of you bitches in real life stay in your lane and leave me out of the bullshit i'll be minding my business and showing real love offline
2: that's how you shut somebody up yeah yeah wait I'm, I'm confused really they called her like big was, or small I they didn't said feel the feel like it was, was body size. shaming yes oh. so we
1: all know Cory Larae is like is. A she's tiny. she yes she's,
0: yeah, she's really tight she's got
1: a, a sexy body like, too I don't know what they're talking about it really is so I, I just I don't think it was a body shaming if anything I think it was a compliment Like, or maybe they could call her a shirt. I, that's probably the only time somebody is gonna call you fat like a blunt like I mean oh the fat blunt
0: what was the length
2: of the blunt yeah I don't
0: know. <laughs> but see, I think for Coyler Ray, it was a big deal because since she's coming to the scene, people have said about a lot of things about her body about her being too skinny and looking like she has an eating disorder. Oh, like so all it's the types of things. So when Lotto made the statement about my blunt being as big as Coila Ray's body, she took that as like, You're trying to come after me. You're okay. trying to talk shit about me being skinny. And so she's tired of it because since she comes to the scene, a lot of people have talked about her body, about her being skinny and flat chested and all that other stuff. I get it. I think it.
2: she's got a good body.
0: Yes. So, I mean, but she cleared the room. So there's that. Yeah, so uh, Lotto has not responded back yet. And that's probably because she's too busy touring on Coachella and smoking blunts as big as Coilerae's body. So how did
2: that line go from a Nicki diss to a, where the radius, I don't understand. I don't know. So maybe she dissed Nikki when she was at Coachella? No, and I guess you have it? to
1: listen
0: to the I think song. you have to listen to the song. Okay, I will. Yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't listen to it. Um, I'm not a huge Lotto fan,
2: so... Red. I wish you could have seen Red's face, too. It was a very face of disgust. Lotto yes. is my girl, so I'm here with her.
0: Yeah, right. I mean, I'm not home. saying that she's a bad person. I'm just saying that I don't really listen to Lotto to know what the punchline was. So I have to check it out later, but... Just chill out with the beef, y'all. I'm tired. Great. Yeah. Too Rap beef. Beefing. Well, you know, Lotto and Nikki are beefing, so.
2: Everybody's beefing.
0: Yeah. There's, well, you know, that stems from what we talked about with Jamil about how um, Nikki's song got placed in the wrong category yep. and her and Lotto were going back and forth, so. so they're
2: still. So, well, they're still.
0: They're still beefing. Yes, they're still beefing. Okay. So, all right. Well, that was big tea <laughs> with the tea. And if you know, I got some tea, I'm going to spill it here first oh, on my talk. All okay. right. So it is educators week and we are celebrating all things educators. And the one thing that I wanted to ask you guys was who is an educator who made an impact on them?
2: Really?
0: I was just asking that. I, I, mean, I,
2: have, I have two. I have two. I can share. So um, I was not the most well-behaved teenager. Mm. Um, and uh, education and me becoming an educator was probably the last thing anybody would have thought and I was just giggly not talking making bad choices doing things that would we would get our kids in big trouble for doing and I had this one teacher I remember she came up to me and I I got I got in trouble for laughing really loud and I was laughing so loud I was talking while she was talking and she looked at me and she's like someday you would make a great teacher and her name is Michelle Er, and she um actually is is still teaching at this at the school I went to she teaches Anthony Wayne And she not only said that to me, the next um, semester let me become a teacher's aide. So from the second semester of my eighth grade year, all the way to my senior year, I was able to be a teacher's aide. By the time my senior year was, I was taking attendance, I was doing lessons. And um, she just really like, really, really definitely mentored me in high school and got me like, you can help impact other kids. You're gonna be a great teacher, you understand kids. So she's the one that got me into it. And then when I went through my teaching program, for those who don't know, I taught high school, right over there. (laughs) Um, I taught high school for nine years um, before I went into um, education and mental health. And um, my student teaching advisor was an amazing human. And um, I did my student teaching at Whitmer High School and it was very different from a lot of the, the different areas that I had experienced and I, she just taught me, She's like, you know, it doesn't really matter what you do the first two weeks of school if you don't treat kids like they're humans. Mm. And that was probably one of the most impactful things that ever happened. And so now, no matter what I do, when I meet new kids, it's always about getting to know them first. If I have a class I'm teaching for the first two weeks, I don't care what, there's no content. Right. And I did that for all of my teaching. I do it now, you know, working with kids with their mental health and, it, you know, because quite honestly, we all just wanna be humans first. And that was one of the most powerful lessons. She also, um, while she worked there, her name was Miss Thomas. Um, she also did the grads program, which was for pregnant and parenting teens to help them graduate and I was a young parent. So she, um, when I started student teaching, I had just had my son, like he was not even a year old. So she, I think, took a special like, okay, we're going to help you get this teaching degree. And she really just like came alongside me, not only just as a mentor, uh, taught me how to be a good teacher, but also just like, I was going through a lot. Like I was in college trying to graduate. I had a newborn baby, like, and she just understood that and made it really easy for me to like get my degree in teaching. Right. So those would probably be the two, I think, that shaped my career in education. But I mean, I work with amazing teachers. I've worked with so many amazing teachers over the years. I couldn't name them all. We'd be here all night.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. That's what's up. Um, So I had... Two of them who made it, who made an impact on me. Um, the first one is um, her name is Miss. Johnson. Uh, Miss Michelle Johnson, to be honest, to be exact. Um, she was my teacher in fifth grade. Um, so her she made an impact on me because she really was like very serious about education and she was very much like on top of us and we didn't understand why she wrote us so hard. And it was more so like, you guys are black kids in the inner city, like I need you guys to go above and beyond. And she mm-hmm. stayed on top of us. And I remember just her like constantly, like even pointing to us, like she would do summer school, she would do tutoring after school. Mm-hmm. She was like the supervisor for like the crossing guards, Like whatever way she could like pour into us like she was just always there and i have so much respect for her and it's so crazy because um her and my mom now that i'm older um they go to the same here much salon.
2: older than fifth grade
0: yes definitely <laughs> much older now but not that older but i'm older
2: no now. just older
0: um but her and my mom go to the same hair salon now and so mm-hmm. they always are like having conversations about me and whatnot and so i'm actually friends so I'm on facebook so shout out to miss johnson if you're watching um and then the second one will have to be miss brown um so i graduated from mommy high school and um, Ms. Brown was my freshman math teacher. And she just was the type that was like, she took no bullshit. Like she, I was probably scared of her in high school. I was like, wow, like I'm about to really pay attention to math class. <laughs> I this,
2: needed a Miss Brown because I might, I might know math.
0: She was, she was serious. Um, but so what really made me have so much respect for her is she taught freshman math and then she didn't teach like sophomore or anything else like that. So freshman year, I was hanging out with this girl who I'm still friends with, but at the time I probably shouldn't have been friends with her. And she was like always in trouble. And I wasn't really the kid to get in trouble. I was kind of like just chill and mind out of my business. But then I would be like, hmm, let me dibble and dabble a little bit. And I find you out the, really-
2: You were the pot stirrer, weren't you?
0: No, I was just dibble and dabble. And oh, I'd be okay. like, hmm, I'm really not about that life. Like, okay. this doesn't seem like mm-hmm. I'm not the type to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. But I still hung out with her. And so um, Ms. Brown would see, like, see me in, like, in class in the hallway. And she'd be like, I don't understand like, why are you hanging out with her? Like stop hanging out with her. Now mind you, this is freshman year. So then sophomore year comes, junior comes, senior year comes, like she's still saying the same thing. I'm like, lady, like, can you please go away? Like you're not even my teacher no more. Right. But for, in that moment, so senior year, the girl I was hanging out with, we both got into a lot of trouble, like legal trouble. like. We had to go to, to juvenile court. Do kind I of know trouble. this
2: person? No. Oh, okay.
0: Um we well. I went
2: was to, wondering if it was We can talk face about face this in no. the commercial okay. break. No. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna find out who played no. the league. We're gonna find out who this girl is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I got so we got into a lot of legal trouble and um we had to go to juvenile court and it was a whole bunch of stuff that happened. And um I was just like, damn, the whole time she was right. So I actually went <laughs> so I went back to go visit one day and I was like, Miss Brown, I was like, I appreciate you so much. Mm-hmm. Like I really should have listened to you. Like I almost couldn't even walk across the stage of graduation because our court date was coming up. And I was like, fuck that shit. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm getting my diploma, I don't have time for that. So, but Ms. Brown, like she, I have respect for that because she didn't have to do that. Like freshman year, you know, sometimes once you have a student they move on, you kind of just like, okay, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like she stayed on my ass even after the fact that I even had her.
2: Because she saw your potential. She
0: saw the potential. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, I don't know why you hang out with her. Like, she doesn't do this, blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, like, put talking to me. But <laughs> some of the, once I got older and that whole thing happened, I was just like, damn, you you were right. So shout out to Miss Brown. Um, she actually, if I'm not mistaken, she is the Dean of Students now at my high school. And mm-hmm. I said, that's the perfect role for you because <laughs> listen, <laughs> you deserve it. But it's so funny because when I was in high school, First of all, I always paid attention to class because I told you she was really strict. But then I was like, everybody else is paying attention. Like, I know we're supposed to, but everybody is really intense. Well, all the boys had a crush on her, and she had, like, a nice butt. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was, it was like a running joke. They would be like, man, like, can I sign up for Miss Brown class again? I'm like, she doesn't even teach seniors. She teach freshmen. So, like, senior mm-hmm. boys would, like, try to go and, like, sign up for a class. I'm just like, get your horny asses out of here
2: so that story just took a whole different turn turn.
0: (laughs) it must have made an impact on me too because i remember it thank you
2: miss brown for having a
0: nice butt and for for also teaching me math and for keeping me out of trouble
2: that's what it is about teachers sometimes i think we don't (laughs) always think about some of our best teachers as the ones that are the hardest on us or the strictest on us you know i i didn't shout him out mr durbin i think he actually passed away recently but he um he taught me how to write papers and I was such a little shit in his class. He was so hard on me, but I'll tell you what, I walked out of there and walked into college and my professor's like, how, you, how'd you learn how to write? Mm-hmm, and I was right. like, this guy I had for two years and I was such a pain in his ass. I mean, I was doing anything you can imagine that kids could do to just annoy you. Yeah. And, um, but he didn't give up. And sometimes those hard teachers that don't give up on you are the ones that are the biggest impact.
0: Yes. She's really dope. And then I found out later on that she was actually the volleyball coach at Scott. And I was just like, what is this white lady doing all the way in the, in the we're hood not judging you about
2: their race helping kids at sports but at
0: that They're time saying. though it was it was like we were just like uncommon, yeah, uncommon it was, but like yeah. you teach at mommy, but then you drive them all the way on Collinwood Collinwood 2400. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So coached some volleyball, yeah. And then we found out her husband. <laughs> then her husband then we were like, Oh, your husband is black. Now it makes a lot of sense. Miss
2: <laughs> <laughs> Brown had all sorts of layers. She had, to listen,
0: her. She had layers. <laughs> I'm like, you're coaching a Scott, black husband, nice butt girl. At this point, you just black. So <laughs> there's that. I want
1: to meet her. So it makes sense in hindsight. Yes, it does it now, sense. now
4: that I graduated. <laughs> it's funny because most of the two teachers, well, I'm older. So unfortunately, all the teachers that I had impact on me have all passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, my fifth grade teacher at Lincoln Elementary. Ms. I went
0: Ma- to Lincoln Elementary. Yeah, Miss
4: McDonald, uh, she was a real thin, but she carried a mean paddle. Mm. And she was one of those that gonna push you to... No matter how hard or you thought it was, Miss McDonald's was gonna give you every bit of confidence. But she stayed on you no matter what. And mm-hmm. my biggest issue in school, even in today, I like to talk. And that has went with mm-hmm. me from elementary to junior high mm-hmm. to high school. Every time I got in trouble, I showed it that <laughs> day. It's because I like to talk. Right. And I would talk, of course, during exams and um when I shouldn't be, so anytime I got in trouble, it's because this mouth of mine—not mm. was sarcastic, because one we in the green, also they didn't play that. But I, just, <laughs> I mean, talking true gum. But Miss McDonald was one of my fifth-grade teacher, who really pushed uh, us to just be the best student you can be, and mm. she would tell you that the, uh, no matter what you do in life, just give it your all, give it one hundred percent. And I remember her to this day, so unfortunately she passed away. And my math teacher in high school, uh, Dr. Malone, I had him twice. I had him for pre-calculus my senior year, and I had him for uh, trigonometry my sophomore year. And Dr. Malone was one of those that um, no matter when you was ready to give up, he was going to get every ounce of mm-hmm. education out of you. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the guy on the first day of school gave us a take-home exam. Sure
2: he did. Wow. <laughs> yeah. The
4: first day of school, he gave us a take-home exam. And we all at that point, the students were like, who does this on the first day? <laughs> right. But what he was doing, he, he laid down the law for right that this ain't going to be easy. Right. You know, so go home and do it. And whatever you got on it, which was great, we didn't even know what was on the exam. Because it was the first day of school. But he took that grade you got. And he put it towards your final exam. Oh, okay.
2: oh. that's a good idea.
4: And he put it towards your final exam. We had no idea it was on the exam, but Dr. Malone, and this is a guy who he caught the bus. He never had a license in his life. And he had a PhD. He rode the bus to Scott every single day. Wow. But Dr. Malone was one of those that said, you know what? Mm-hmm. He didn't need a license. He, you know, he was a professor at UT, but everything he did was public transportation. Mm-hmm. And him doing that, we're like, wow, if he could do that why can't we achieve what he's trying to teach us to achieve? But those are two teachers who really impacted me. And like, unfortunately, all of my teachers have passed away. Unfortunately, um, because of me being an older guy, of course. But well, you're only
2: 40, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait, well, wait, you got to be older than me.
4: He's like 45. I was going to say 40 in my, not even in my mind, because I still act like I'm 20. Yeah, you know, I know,
2: I'm with you on that. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but those are teachers that, especially being a young African-American, you saw that they cared about you mm-hmm. and they was like, look, give it everything you got and you can succeed. And um, it worked. Yeah,
0: that's what's up. Michelle, you have any educators that impacted you?
1: Yes, I would say my seventh grade English teacher, Mr. Streeter over at Jones. Mr. He. Oh, you,
2: you have to too?
1: Uh, yeah. oh. long hair. Like, I remember one year I ran into him, like, as I'm grown on Fourth of July in downtown on Summer Street, and he just out there kicking it with his beard and his head. I said, Oh, Mr. Streeter, what's up? He's like,
5: What's up? <laughs> that.
1: But yeah, no, he opened up my passion for poetry. Um, he always Taught us to think outside the box right. and take a different perspective on everything, not just take somebody's word for, you know, there's always three sides to a story,
5: Absolutely. you yeah. know,
1: their version, the perceived version and the truth. The one in the middle, that's right. Yeah. So it, he always taught us to, you know, look behind it and trust our own information. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would say it's a duo. I'm going to say, because after and they found out I was a little gifted in junior high. I got thrown into... Just a little class. gifted. Just
2: hey, a little gifted. Shut up. Shut that up. <laughs> you said <laughs> like, was gifted, gifted in school. <laughs> <laughs> just a little gifted. So well,
1: just you have good. to understand, like, I transitioned from Springfield schools to right. inner city schools. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't want to be that student t- that, oh, I thought I knew everything. Because you get bullied for stuff like yeah. that. Right. So, okay, they found out between junior high and high school, because um, I came into inner city schools in the sixth grade. And so I got thrown into honors classes, but I'm going to say my tennis coach, um, Mr. West, Coach West over at Libby and his wife, Mrs. Cook. Oh, yeah, my we're, 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 we're right so Is that like the
2: West that I know? Yes. Uh, Libby
4: High School. Coach yes. West. Coach yes. West. Uh, coach West is He's subbing answer. over at Weight. Wait, He's is a full time sub over at Weight right now. Okay. He, and, uh, he, he, uh, that
1: is a, from, a man of many hats. Yeah, so I, I, I Tall guess. guy, tall skin. Yeah. Okay. Yes.
3: Yeah, oh. he is. Is that him? I'm sorry. What'd you say? No, you took my answer,
1: but no. Oh, yeah, he's a man of many hats. Oh, yeah. Yes, he yes. was not only a teacher, a coach, a father, oh yes. a mentor. Yes. That man, I give my all-time respect mm-hmm. to because he was one of my favorite all-time coaches, teachers, mm-hmm. whatever he had to be. He You're was genuine. that. Yes. He's
4: very genuine.
1: Um, and his wife, Miss Cook, which was my honor science teacher, which opened up my love for science. Mm-hmm. So
4: cool. she's now the athletic director at Woodwork.
1: Is she? Yes, she is. Oh, really? Oh, oh yeah. wow. <laughs> Look at this. Everything is online.
4: bad world, right, man. She was right oh, by his side.
1: But my right. love for tennis, which is my favorite sport, by the way, comes from those two. Absolutely. Yes. Yep. Stemming
2: from the eighth grade. So and I'm 95% sure that I'm like really good friends with his son.
1: Okay. Aaron or
2: No, no, the oldest, Kevin. The Kevin. Kevin. Yeah. So Kevin, Kevin and my brother-in-law are best friends. Okay so small oh, world oh, look
0: yes. at this Absolutely. the circle of life in here yeah but,
2: but i i may have to tell kevin that he needs to tell his dad that we shouted him out oh yeah yes. i'll have to let him know so i ran into watch. coach west a couple
1: months ago at the bowling alley and i'm yeah.
0: just like oh my god i'm, I'm yeah. his biggest fan if he doesn't know it. <laughs> all right that's what's up all right well we got to go ahead and pay some bills like we always do we want to say shout out to our sponsors of course we want to say shout out to village academy And we also want to say shout out to Many Faces podcast studio as well. So we're going to go ahead. We're going to pay some bills real quick. And when we come back, Miss Amy is going to give us some mental health matters tips. And then we're going to tap in with Officer Ralph Green when we come back. Keep it locked, y'all, right here on Mud Talk. Mud Talk is sponsored by Stormy, the social assistant. Ramba Mamba Jamba karaoke party bus experience. Mini Faces Podcast Studio Her Academy of Beauty Makeup Medic Mobile Makeup Artist Uniquely Swilt Products Fame Studios SB Geek And Rita Armor with Key Realty Go ahead scan the code and get tapped in with Mud Talk What's good, y'all? We are back here on Mud Talk. What the hell are y'all talking about?
2: I said your voice sounded so sexy in that.
0: Oh, thank you. You're I welcome. tried to. I know, know, that voiceover, man. Hopefully it gets my hose up. I don't know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I hope so, too. The wing mom in me says yes. Thank you so much. You're welcome.
0: Thank you. Look at you impacting me, educator. Impacted my life. I, I appreciate it. But yes, we'll say shout out to all of our amazing sponsors. Of course, we have to say shout out to Many Faces Podcast Studio, which is the home of the Mud Talk show. And this ain't just no regular Mud Talk podcast, okay? This is a big time show. This is, we are local globally and nationally, right? Mm-hmm. And remember, because of that, Many Faces Podcast Studio is giving away 10 free weeks of podcast studio time. You just got to have 10 weeks of topics together. Come on in, talk to Lacey, talk to myself, and we will get you scheduled.
2: There you go. You All like right. to talk. Uh, yeah. I, I think he's going to 10 weeks. Uh,
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. I've been tough for seven years. Oh, <laughs> so don't forget, we got to shout out to
2: um, our pictures we had taken.
0: Yes, we have to say shout out to Mr. Adam Rossi, right? That's mm-hmm. that right? Yep. Mr. Adam Razi, Um He is the PR guy for uh, Jamil Aussie mm-hmm. who was just on the show a few weeks ago and he came in and took some professional shots here in the studio of us as well as the studio so shout out to him we greatly 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 appreciate you so if you guys need any photography work they can tap in with him correct mm-hmm. yep. all right so appreciate you Mr. Adam Rossi for everything that you do all right Miss Amy so what mental health matters tips do you have for us this week because it's been,
2: it's been a while it has. It's been a while, been a while since I had to be serious. Yes. But I'm gonna be serious today. Oh uh-uh. so you said ah. <laughs> so no, since it's educator week, appreciation week, and we are uh entering into that end of the year situation. Um if you are educator and you are with us, you know that spring, um, I think today it was a spring in the middle school is a whole nother world. Um, or any school that you're in that the many yeah, you're laughing because he knows. Um, that the mental health um, of our educators might not be the best. So the mental health matters today is for our educators out there. And that doesn't mean just teachers. It can be anybody working in education, working with kids, anywhere from babies all the way up to college, coaches, uh, mentors, anybody that just is kind of feeling a little burnout. Here's how you can take care of your mental health in education. So the first one I have is to set boundaries and stick to them. So COVID kind of jacked up all of our boundaries. Um, you know, when we all went home. We all went to the learning from home and the teaching from home. Um, all of a sudden, we had to be available 24-7. And um, we invited people in. I don't know what's happening right now, but I'm getting real distracted here. Sorry, keep going. I'm going to rewind that. We're just going to rewind Are we good? Do we need to no, do we
0: were good. Now? Red made a little mistake today. Red,
2: you're about to get the so. teacher treatment again.
0: <laughs> just saying. All right, no. quick rewind.
2: Rewind. Thank so all right. we're talking about setting boundaries and sticking to them. So when we were learning from home, from COVID, it's been like three years ago. I think some of those habits came kind of crept back into the building with us. Um, I know for me, one of the stresses that I had in COVID is I'm trying to teach classes online and meet with parents and meet with kids. And they're invited into my house and into my space. And that's we let students and parents into our personal home. And that's something that's just never been done before. And then when we kind of went into the school building, I think as a parent, sometimes we feel like we still have that. I want to get a hold of my kid's teacher right here, right now. And I think as teachers, we still have that kind of 24-7 mentality. And so setting boundaries and sticking to them means you have work hours for a reason. You, you have, a, a, most people, and I'm not saying everybody, I know not all educators have contracts. But if you are lucky to have a contract you have work hours, and it is okay to come in at your work time. It is okay to leave when your work time is over. Now, if leaving at work time is going to cause you to feel more stress, maybe, yes, yeah, stay after a little bit. I was, you know, saying today I stayed after work really long today just because I knew it was going to help my mental health next week. Um, but it's keep the boundaries. I I have a boundary that I will not look at my email after my work hours are over. You do not have access to me on the weekends. You do not have access to me on my holiday breaks. And I'm not saying that because I'm trying to be an out-of-touch person, but I have to keep those boundaries because I have kids, I have a family, I have other priorities that I have. And allowing people to have that kind of access to me makes me responsible for whatever I might come across. And working in mental health, that could be things like, very serious situations. And and so um, when I work with people who are coming into education as teachers or people who are coming in as mental health professionals, I tell them, like, do not check your email on the weekends because you are responsible for whatever comes through. If you're a teacher and a kid emails you and says, I'm going to hurt somebody or I'm going to hurt myself, you now have to deal with that. And that's your weekend. That's your time. And part of that too, is that like, I think COVID really did impact my family too. And I think it impacted our families because my kids are like, sometimes I feel like you care more about the students than me and that's not the case but we invited students into our house mm-hmm. and there were times that I had to shut my own personal children out who were doing their own school for seven hours so I could do my job so just set those boundaries you have work hours for a reason it's okay to keep them don't feel any guilt about that we just kind of I think we need to take those boundaries back from what COVID kind of disintegrated um, focus on what you can control especially this time of year I don't know what is going on but it is sometimes there are days that I feel like it is out of control feel like that <laughs> 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 yes we so, so focus on what you can control um but you can control how you spend your free time you can control um do you need a break from social media i think sometimes you know again people having constant access to you all the time then you go home and on social media people have constant access or just sometimes maybe the posts might be not positive ones or you're getting sucked into social media drama and if you work anywhere near your students there's a lot of drama and mm. sometimes it can just it's be always a, drama, drama. Other educators, other, any workplace, not just education, any workplace, there's drama. And sometimes you might just need to know yourself well enough to take a time out. For me, I stopped watching the news probably like 10 years ago when I started working in mental health. Because what I realized is I'm hearing things all day long that are really, really hard. I hear the worst of people's lives, not just kids, but their families. And I was coming home and watching the news and I started finding myself like slipping into this giant depression and just, I couldn't handle it. So for me, I don't watch the news. If I have news on my social media, I might glance at it, but I will not read the articles. And that is my way that I protect my mental health because I need to have strong mental health for what I do. So if you know yourself well enough to control what you can control.
1: Lately, I find it comforting with putting my phone on d d Yes. Especially at a certain time. It's like the rest mm-hmm. of the world. This is, you know, no longer yeah. time for you to come in. I have to tend to my kids and my family like
2: you said. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, I think with D and I didn't even realize this with with a lot of with a lot of the D and D's you can actually like my son's in college, so obviously I want to make sure that he can get a hold of me if an emergency yes. happens. You can put people that it'll let you not just on like phone, but like it'll let apps pop through. Yeah. So I have like my people, my important people, they can pop through. That comes through. Yeah. But everybody else, ten o'clock at night, and I'm a night owl, so I stay up till like eleven or twelve. Ten o'clock it goes on D and D. you will not yeah. get a hold of me after ten.
0: Mine is exactly. on D and D from 10 PM until eight when I get to work. Yeah. I'm like, because yeah. I'm asleep by 10 and I get to work at eight o'clock. So between 10 and 8, you don't need to contact me. Those yeah. are my business hours. And
2: for me, like 10 o'clock when mine goes on D and D, like I do stay up later, but those two hours, those are mine. Yes. Yeah. Nobody yes. else. Other than like my kids, obviously, the yeah. two that are home with my son in college. And sometimes I do get some messages and you know, I yeah. need to answer. But other than that, it's on D and D and I'm sorry.
0: And no. I love that tip that you put about um the email stuff. Mm-hmm. So at my previous employer. Um, we had emails going off crazy, like yeah. all day, all night. And I remember, like, some of the co workers I were, you know, really close with, they're like, Did you see the email? I'm like, No, uh-uh. I'm like, When I leave work at 3 30, I'm not Mr. Cleveland, I am Ty, I'm Big T, cool. like, that's it. And so, I found, uh, maybe a few years ago, um, I took uh, the school email off my phone yeah because before before that i used to be that person like constantly checking yeah. in and I t- and i took that shit off because i would find myself like on sunday nights like reading this email and i have all this anxiety now i'm like trying to force myself to go to sleep now i'm taking three melatonins yeah. just to go to sleep yeah. i'm just like i cannot deal with this well
2: and that that was mine too i had a crisis situation where i happened to check an email and a student had an email that they were mm. wanting to harm themselves and it was 11 30 at night and i said i can't let that go i read yeah. it and I obviously want to make sure the student's safe. So then I yeah. spent the next four hours of my day trying to get a hold of parents, trying to get a hold of the police, trying to get a hold of. And at that point, I said, I'm not doing that. And I tell I tell them that you will not, and parents, kids, everybody knows you will not get a hold of me, you know, past work hours. Right. They're, and then I, but I give them resources. They can call this, 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 and this, but yeah. this is my time.
0: I would say one of the things about transitioning to the new school that I'm at yeah. is that. It's like trying to deprogram yourself because I'm so used to like at my old place we had emails all day throughout the day. And now at my new school, I'm just like, damn, where the emails at? I'm like, is everything okay? Are we are we good? Are we having school today? Did I
5: do something wrong? Did I do something wrong? Do I still work here? Like what's going on?
0: Like yeah. Stuff. yeah, Yeah, but my boss is real big on, like, she doesn't send emails out unless it's absolutely right. important. So, like, this is testing week. Of course, we're going to be getting emails yeah. and stuff for whatever. But other than that, she's like, she's like I will send it to the person that I need to send it to, not the whole entire school. Correct. So yeah.
2: Which makes the, that whole, like, don't reply all thing, that's yes. probably good. Yeah. All right. So, focus on your wellness. Um, number one, get moving. Like, it's important to stay. I'm not saying you got to go work out, all, but get moving, stay active, take walks. It is starting to get nice out. Um, so you know, get outside if you can get some sunshine. I think we've talked about this in other mental health matters. But that sunshine gives you that vitamin D that helps with your mental health. Um, but also, like, get the kids moving. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I was sitting in a in a room the other day with a, a group of kids, and I was like, "I just want to go on the step outside for a minute." And they're like, "We can do that," and it just everybody's mood was so much better once we just got a little bit of sunshine. Yeah. And so get moving, get the kids moving. You would be surprised at how much better a kid will learn or be willing to learn if they just get some time outside. I don't know why I don't know why after fifth sixth grade we say no more recess or we little recess or little outside time cuz quite honestly I like to be outside. Mm-hmm. But just get moving, get the kids moving, it'll help I think everybody's mental health, but just even outside of school. Um I another thing that I did is I was starting to find myself getting really stressed out and I um and I know Ty we've talked about this. I do self-care Sunday mm-hmm. and that is my day. Um, you know, and, I, and it's not all day cause I do have other things I have to do, but right about, you know, evening until I don't go anywhere. I know I have gotten some slack from families for not going to like family stuff, but like about five o'clock chores are done. I'm at home. I take a bath. I listen to a meditation. I write in a journal. I put lotion on. I get real comfortable. I make, maybe I watch trash TV. I don't know. Whatever is going to help me that day to get focused for the next day. Whether it's Sunday, whether it's Wednesday, whatever day it is, like find what your self-care is. I also uh, scheduled uh, myself some sort of self-care something, whether mm-hmm. it's a massage, whether it's, you know, nails, whether it's just giving myself some time with a friend um, to do every single week, every other week. And I can find myself when I start slacking on that. I'm getting grumpy with everybody. That's I'm grumpy too. at work. I'm grumpy with my friends I'm grumpy with my family because I'm not taking care of me. And as educators, we're all pouring out to so many people all the time mm-hmm. that we sometimes forget to fill, refill our cup. Absolutely. And not in like the drinking kind of way. Well, that's right. right. But that's, well, I don't <laughs> well, put I that in there. <laughs> <thing>. the <laughs> yes. right. Get some sleep. I know it's hard yes. because listen, I mean, I got to be at work. 10, what time I got to be at seven ten. 7 10? Like, I am not a morning person, but you have to get sleep because, and that's just in general, that's a mental health care for anybody. You know, get some sleep, however that looks for you, whatever you got to do to get, get to sleep and get to bed. Take your breaks. You get lunch breaks for a reason. Like, I don't know, does your school offer you a specific time that you get breaks for lunch break?
0: Um, yes. So I usually have my lunch break um, after middle school lunch. So I usually have that around like 12, much? How break. much time do you get? Um, usually around 30 to 45 minutes, but usually, yeah, about 30.
2: And, and if you have the, I like the other thing that I choose to do, I know, you know, I walk out, I leave the building. I don't honestly go anywhere. Sometimes I do. I will drive around in my car. Sometimes I will pull up to the park and I will just sit there. And the reason is, is because if I'm in the building, people will find me mm-hmm. and they will literally bust into my office or they'll find, I just need to have that lunch break time and take some take your personal time. If you get planning time, sometimes you're planning, use that time to plan. Yes. You know, don't use that time to, or, or go meet up with your teacher friends that you want to meet up with mm-hmm. and get that support, but use that to help relieve any type of stress or time frame. You know, don't start trying to, do the, everything that everybody else wants to do. Use that time for planning. That's why it's there. Yes. Um adjust your expectations. It's the it's it's the spring. Like nobody wants to learn, especially after testing. <laughs> you know these kids are done. Like as mm-hmm. soon as these testing weeks are over in about 2 weeks, these kids are done.
0: Yeah. shut down. Oh
2: yeah, they're done. Yeah. They're, they're done. They're done. I don't want to be here.
0: School, I've always I've always said that once testing is done, school needs to be over. Like right. what? Like why are we still here for another 3 to 4 weeks? Right. Cuz
2: they said so. I don't because, know yeah, why.
0: Because and kids know like they're they're smart. They know like okay. Once I take this test, like
2: or why don't we back testing up yeah. to the end of the year and then just be done? And just I don't be
0: know. done? Yeah, I don't know.
2: Well, that would just make
0: too much. Let's sense. talk to Mike Dewine. I got it. Okay.
2: Uh, make sure. <laughs> and, and so it's okay to take time for brain breaks, not just for you, for the kids. Read the body language of your students. Read your own body language. Mm-hmm. If you're getting frustrated, you're picking fights you shouldn't with kids. Just take a break. Yes. Let everybody take a break. Put your head down for five minutes. Play some silly video, whatever you need to do. Listen to some music. Put your ear, you know, your earbuds in and tell them to. They'll be happy, and just take a brain break and let them have that i i did a brain break with a class not long ago and i let them do legos like there was a lego table they got to build legos there was a color table and there was like a sand table and they walked in like is this our reward day i thought our reward day was on tuesday i was like no this is called a brain break they're like no but this is like a reward i'm like no this is like you've learned all day and we're gonna sit and take take a break." break yeah and they didn't even understand but they were so happy you know what the whole rest of the class they actually worked and didn't give me any problems yeah because it's okay to do that And also, um, make sure you remember the why for your lessons. Like, ask yourself, why am I teaching this? That is probably the best advice anybody gave me. Like, look at every lesson and say, why am I teaching this? And if you can't answer that for, like, a legit reason, state standard or, like, a solid lesson, why are you even teaching it? Right. I think sometimes we tend to do what we were taught to do, and then it's, like, not relevant. And I think that can really help you with, like, all the extra stuff that you probably don't need to do.
5: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, Avoid the toxicity. Did I say that right? Toxity. I couldn't. Toxici- Toxicity.
0: Toxicity.
2: Okay. Toxicity. Okay. However you say it, tox- avoid tox- all the toxic shit. Okay. <laughs> um, I know some people say like toxic shit is where any negative people want to get around and bitch all the time. It's okay Ooh. to vent. Teachers,
0: Teachers, stay out of that. Yes. Staff the break Staff room.
2: It's okay to vent. Um, gosh. But being around negativity nonstop is only going to take Great you to negativity. a negative spot. Absolutely. And so stay out of that. Stay yes. out of the lounge. Stay away from the negative. You know who those negative people are in your building. Get away from them, because it's yes. not going to help your mental health. And it's not going to help your ability to finish that school year out.
0: Last year, when I was, no, two years ago, actually, when I was at my other school, we had this teacher, and he's, he was there even last year, too, well, this year. Um, he would, on a lunch break in the staff lounge, would talk shit about kids and mm-hmm. this and that. And the other teacher would join in, and they said something about, some like, something transpired with the kids, and they said, like, they were bitching about the kids. Mm-hmm. I went off in that that staff lounge and I said, you know what? I said, this would be the last time I eat in here. So after that, I either would eat in my room or I would eat in in my car. And so I really sat back and was like, there are really educators in schools who really, I feel like... I feel like if you, are, I don't, let's get if, if schools out of it okay, I don't want to yeah. make
2: people give it. Okay, yeah, no, every no. workplace, every workplace, negative, yeah, people. negative people.
0: Negative people. Right. Yeah. So if you're just if you are sitting in a school, a workplace, where are we doing? And you're just gonna bitch all day. Like, why are you here? Right. Like, right.
2: No. And, and, and protect your, your own mental, mental health. Is, and go somewhere their mental else. health isn't yeah. great. Yes. You know, their mental health is rough. Yes. And so, but, but but don't let somebody else's mental health impact your mental health in a negative just because mm-hmm. you're around it.
0: Yeah. And I found myself, like, when I would just sit there and, like, try to ignore whatever, I would go back to my classroom, like, damn, like, was that really even a break? Because I just no. sat here and listened to
2: people. Because you were busy, like, working, that. like, in yes. a different way. Yes. It's, it's mentally, right.
0: draining. Yes. mentally draining. Absolutely. Mentally draining. you mentally. It does.
2: So remember your purpose. Don't. I know there's a lot that comes down the line. If you're not in education, maybe you don't know. There's a lot of unfunded mandates, there's a lot of testing, there's a lot of paperwork and data entry and data collection. Some of that can just be really overwhelming. It's okay to put it aside for a little bit and just remember like, why did I come into education? We all have a reason. You know, Even more than talking about our favorite educator, I think all of us, because we all do some sort of education can say, here's why I did it. Mm. You know, I do it because I want to be who I didn't have when I was young and I want to help the naughty little children that are just like me, mm-hmm. you know, and like, and, and so remember your why and like, I think when we remember our why and remember how we were at that age, yes, it will really refocus you. Like I, if I'm having a, a moment with a kid, I just have to go back to my naughty little years. And I'm like, no, I get it. I get why they're like this. Mm-hmm. But also, um, so this is one of my best tips that I give. And if you don't have one, make one. I don't know if you have one. It's called a warm fuzzy file. And it basically, what it is, is anytime a kid draws you a picture, writes you a happy note, a thank you note, a teacher, a parent, a good email. I even have like silly things that kids have written down. I put it in a folder. And when I'm starting to feel like I'm done, like I'm over this, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm over the school year. I would just reach my hand in there. I'll pull something out and it, and I just read it, whatever it is. It could be a positive email from a parent. Um, I've done activities with kids it's been like self-esteem building. And I just read it and remember like. Okay. So I am making an impact because in education, sometimes you don't see the impact till I always tell the kids when I, when I see you, when you're 30 and I'm in my wheelchair and you're in the grocery store, cause it's always the grocery store. You know, I was like, you know, that's, that's mine. I, you know, I got to see a former student today that came into my work and, Took a selfie and I have um something I'm gonna put on my wall. It's called the Wall of Fame. And that's all my former students were living their big kid lives. Mm-hmm. That's our reward. And so sometimes we have to remember our why and remember that like we are impacting kids. Yes. Because it's real easy to get caught up in that day to day, like we're not making an impact. I'm just here yelling at people all day long and teaching things and kids don't care. And so yeah. if you don't have a warm fuzzy fly, there's not anything special. It can be like I have a it's like a vanilla folder or envelope, I just put it in.
0: Yeah. I have um so you know, you know, my son when I Mm-hmm. adopt him he was a student in my class mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying um so when I adopted my son and I want to say he was 16 for that father's day he wrote me a letter on father's day like thank you dad for like stepping up and like being my dad you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and he wrote me that letter on father's day I have he's 21 now and I've, I've I keep it in my drawer and whenever mm. I'm feeling like away I'm like let me look at this letter real it's quick warm, yeah it is it's mm-hmm. my one warm fuzzy letter that I got
2: and that's what I actually do now whenever I have like interns or I have people that are like at- Teaching or early teachers, because mm. I always get them. I get them a warm fuzzy file. It's a binder with some sheet protectors. Uh-huh. I'm like, make a warm fuzzy file. You will want it later. That's and cool. that's any profession.
4: You know like, the crazy part, sometimes you don't realize the impact you make mm-hmm. until you get that letter. Yeah. yeah.
2: Or the or, that, or the 50 letters like right. this guy gets every time. <laughs> right. And you don't realize
4: and, then, <laughs> and it's funny because I'm not I tell you, I'm not an emotional guy. I'm not the emotional guy. I'm not. Uh, but those letters that I receive... And when you start reading them mm-hmm. and you don't realize the impact that you had, I mean, it yeah. actually uh, brought me to, it brought me down. You're know, realize
2: tears. We like crying Well, now. Well, I didn't, I didn't try
4: to go to tears, <laughs> but I was very close. close. Okay. But when you, re- especially from certain kids where you think all I do is yell and scream.
2: And they hate me. They hate me.
4: Right. But then yeah. when they write and then put it on pen and paper, I'm like, wow. I yeah. really do believe that. see I have an impact on the young many young women. So, so anyway. do
2: you have a warm fuzzy file too?
4: Mine is the top drawer, along with yeah. uh, my goddaughter's snacks. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny.
2: Easily accessible. Right.
4: So, if you don't have a
2: warm fuzzy file, find one: a drawer, an envelope, a, yes. something, a, yeah. a binder. But keep it and read it when you're just not feeling great. And and those are some of the great. And, and I even write down things. Like I saw a former student in a restaurant. She was waitressing, and she's like. I not even remember she was my student. She was like, oh, I remember your class. And I have all the worksheets from your class so that when I, it was a child development test, when I become a parent, something I was just like, damn, like, I don't even remember her, but she remembers everything about my class, you know? Once I learned her name, I was like, yeah. oh, you grew up and got bigger. I remembered, but make mental health a priority. You know that this is coming. Anybody that's heard these are going to hear that. Um, Use your building resources. Like, I work in education and I'm a mental health provider in an educational setting. Um, And I think a lot of times people don't realize that, like, I'm not just there for kids and families. Um, I do a lot of staff counseling, too, for a lot of variety of reasons. See, as educators, we're expected to come in and check everything we have in our own life at the door and then and then be the best person that we can be for 30 to 150 kids, depending upon what level you're in. Right. And some things are just really hard to check. And so if you have that in-building resource, whether it be a school counselor, whether it be a mental health provider within the building Use your resources, social worker, whatever it might be. Um, because you know, we're gonna hold you the same state. Any any state if a staff comes in, I'm gonna listen, I'm gonna hear them out, I'm gonna give them the counsel like I would a kid or a family and just give you a, a, an open and free space to them. Right. Or just cry. Or sometimes I'll say, Hey, you can have my crying chair and I'm gonna step out. Like whatever it is that you need, allow that space and use your resources. I give a lot of referrals too. You know, I have a lot of adults that will come in and say, I I think I need to see somebody outside of this, outside of school. I want to go to some counseling or therapy. And I have no problem providing not only just referrals, but just being able to say, okay, like what's your insurance and trying to hook them up with some services, whether it be for counseling, maybe there's other things going on in life, financial services or whatever it is. There are resources in the buildings, most buildings, most schools, I would say at least have a school counselor. A lot of buildings will have a school counselor, school social worker, um, some sort of mental health um, agency within the school building mm-hmm. and we are all there to provide resources to kids families and staff so if you need it use it you know whenever there's an emergency it's not it's all hands on deck and you know whenever we have unfortunately the crisis as we have when it comes to schools whether it be a death or whether it be a tragedy or something that's some sort of crisis it's all hands on deck and we're not just there for the kids we're there for everybody right so use it take advantage of it and go see a counselor if you need to it's a great way to just to get things out and to because a lot of times we can't talk about what we do as educators and counselors and officers and everything else we have going on because we have to keep that privacy and confidentiality. But it's good to have that person that's a safe person to be able to vent that right. to. Too. So. That's what's up. There you go. My mental health matters. Right. A little longer because I'm a little passionate yes. about this. But
0: we but we love all your good mental health tips that you give thank us all the time. And so we greatly appreciate you, Miss Amy. Thank you so much for that You're mental welcome. health matters moment. We appreciate you like we always do. We're going to go ahead and pay some bills real quick, but we want to say thank you to Village Academy yes. for being the amazing sponsor of Many Faces Podcast Studio and the official home of Mud Talk, which you, remember, can listen to on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora Radio, and Sirius xm satellite radio so yeah remember we're not just local we are global as well too and
2: charting did you say charting
0: yes oh yeah you know we yeah, are, you
2: forgot we, the whole charting yes. situation oh, Damn.
0: <laughs> we are a charted podcast okay on apple on apple podcast don't get it twisted mm-hmm. okay so we was just uh the last time we charted we was number uh 112, 112 yeah. yeah so we almost cracked that top 100, y'all. So
2: we need you to go to share, listen, and let us crack the 100. Yes,
0: crack that 100, all right? All right, so we're about to go ahead and pay some bills. And when we come back, we have Mr. Officer Ralph Green in the bed. <laughs> I keep calling him, I want to say Mr. Ralph <laughs> Green. Uh, Wasn't
2: there, uh, was there like a little Officer. That's a whole nother. I
0: was calling him Mr. Ralph Green and Amy checked me and was... He's an officer. Al- officer mm. Ralph Green. I'm just, because we say Mr. and Mrs. Yeah, a lot do. in the Thank show, you. so Absolutely. my bad. I'm fine with that. No, <laughs> big deal. Big T, I'm fine with that. See, see, boom! <laughs> Thank you, Miss Amy.
2: Listen, I just had to give respect to his title once. You can call him yes. whatever you want. Well,
0: well, that's just like our last our question that we had about Durant. He was like, "Can I call him Doc?" And I was just like, "No." He was joking. I'm I know. To do that? Yes. No, Doc. We don't call him. I'm gonna
2: ask him that question. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. We to go ahead and pay some bills, and we we'll and we'll be right back here on Monday. What's good, y'all? We want to say again, shout out to Village Academy and Many Faces Podcast Studio for being the official sponsors of the Mud Talk show. And um, yeah, man, and as as we said before, if you want to get those 10 free weeks of podcasting time in, make sure you tap in with Lexi Sims or myself. Remember, you have to have 10 weeks worth of topic you can't just interesting
2: be, topics interesting
0: too. topics you can't just be coming here and, and, and talking yo yo
2: yo check me out because I'm like the, I don't know whatever people yeah say whatever the it. hell however people come up to us when we're out and about like yo 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 you're on that podcast
0: yeah like people really come up to us
2: and then public. you say what are you going to talk about and they're like uh, like you know like whatever you
1: just ask yeah. me right <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> in
0: your streets I'm in mean, these streets. That's what I'm talking about. Yes.
2: Yeah. Oh, don't come to me and say you're in these streets because I will embarrass you like a teacher would. Just FYI. Yeah.
0: We have people who come up all the <laughs> time. I'm just like, can I be on your podcast? I'm like, what you going to talk about? Remember I told so. Yes. once so one time we were out and about and somebody came up to me and was like, I want to be on your podcast. I'm like, what you want to talk about? And they were like, whatever you want to talk about. And I was like, it's a no. <laughs> it's that's a no. a no for me, dog. It's that's a, no for that's me. a
2: Randy Jackson yes, the situation. Randy Jackson. That's it's a no, a no, for, no me, for me, dog.
0: <laughs> you didn't already show me that you have nothing interesting to talk about. Right. So if you want to come in and get those 10 free weeks, please make sure your topics are interesting and you got to be committed to 10 weeks. It can be every other week. It can be every week. You just have to make sure you have 10 weeks of content ready and it's all mm-hmm. free. And on top of that, we'll show you how to uh, get your RSS feed so you can upload it onto mm-hmm. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all of those stuff. So take advantage y'all. this is, free 99 and
2: if you only have like one because you're only interesting for like one topic yeah hit us up we have at said, a couple open spots for yep. like our left. but you got to be real interesting
0: yeah you got to be real interesting and we typically don't just open up right. spots We so it's got to be something ready, yeah.
2: you're doing you got something going on for you yes. highlighting that mud talk the stuff you got for our, our community mm-hmm. making an impact out
0: there yes absolutely all right all right miss who do we have today
1: all right. So, as you guys know, we have special guest, reserve deputy sheriff, Mister Ralph <laughs> Green. I thought him I put that Mister on it. Yes,
2: yeah, not officer. It's Mister. Mister officer. Mister officer. It's <laughs> not
4: officer. No,
1: okay.
4: Well, thanks for having me, Miss. Yeah, I appreciate it.
1: All right. So, tell us a little about yourself. Starting when where you were born and raised.
4: Oh my God. How much time do you have, man? <laughs> yeah. I was born and raised here in Toledo, Ohio. Um graduate of Joseph W. Scott High School class of 1982.
2: Go dogs. I always like to tell oh, somebody says dog. that always, that I was a year-old when he graduated. That's okay. They weren't born yet. That's okay.
4: That's okay. That's okay. That's so not you different. know
2: my dad, Sweeney? David, David Sweeney.
1: Sweeney. Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> I'ma sit up here and be quiet, y'all. <laughs> right. So basically after
2: the show there's a lot of catching up that needs
4: yeah, to happen sure. around yeah, here, I yeah. feel like oh, I yeah. see your Dad at the gym every now and then over at Crunch Fitness. Oh guys <laughs> that means you gotta, means you gotta you behave say
1: so. he's so dedicated he leaves his phone
4: at home and goes oh, yeah. oh, yeah, like how we trying to get hold of you oh yeah we have conversations so I'm like, not about you oh, <laughs> i've been doing that for a long I'm time i'm the good one i was <laughs> born and raised here in Toledo Ohio I like to say this is a home for me graduate of Justin W Scott High School class of 82 so um yeah this is home for me okay
1: all right, so what is the main role of a school? Well, before we do that, can we talk a little bit about what he's done, where he's been? Oh. Yes,
2: he's here as a resource officer. Okay, yep, yeah, we can okay. go back and oh, wow. you can tell us your bio. All right,
4: well, I uh, graduated Scott High School in 1982. I did my freshman year at the University of Toledo from 82 to 83. And I was one of them young men or young women say, well, you know what, college ain't for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I completed my freshman year. I said, that's not for me. So what I did. I signed up and went to the United States Marine Corps. So I was a Marine mm-hmm. from 1983 to 87. Uh, got out of the marine corps in 87 and i started working with the sheriff's office in 1988 i retired from the sheriff's office in 2014. Uh, of course you know retirement doesn't mean fully retired but i retired and uh, i've been resource officer and uh started off of, um, uh over washington local and did some two public schools and you know so yeah i'm a, a resource officer That is it's funny because for someone who couldn't stand kids i find myself always involved with kids
5: <laughs>
2: well, you can- kids
4: oh my god you're good
2: with
5: kids though uh, oh yeah
4: and of course i uh, coached base high school baseball i coached uh started out bowser high school coached over scott high school for seven years then from scott high school to uh genoa and of genoa and went out to rossford and yeah so i wear a lot of different hats but it's a great it's, a, it's amazing how it all involves kids
2: right There's someone who doesn't like kids. Right,
4: right, right. Right. (laughs) Uh, And now I'm surrounded by a bunch of yelling, hollering kids. But yeah, I've been to high school and uh, middle schools. But yes, so that's a quick synopsis.
1: Okay. So what is the main role of a school resource officer?
4: Uh, Me personally, the main resource, uh, uh, the main reason, purpose of a resource is building relationships. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times where people get confused is because we wear a uniform they think we're there as the police, but you're not. You're there to build relationships with those young men and young women. Uh, you're not there, they know you're in charge because you have the uniform on, but you have to be, make yourself available to those kids. Um, like Amy said, communicate. You can solve a lot of problems just by building a relationship with young men and young women. Mm-hmm. And what I found out in my experience is the first thing you must get from those kids is trust. Yes. yes. The minute you get trust with young men and young women, you got them because they will come to you with every issue, um, every situation. They will help put out a lot of fires mm-hmm. before those fires get burning, blazing. Um, but you definitely have to build trust with those kids. And you know, for me, communicating. I mean, because so many young men and young women are going through so much that we don't know. But as a resource officer, I don't pry into anyone's business because it's not my responsibility. You
2: don't have to; they just come to you.
4: When they, <laughs> but they only come when they trust. Yeah, yes. They don't come to everyone about their issues. Right. So once they build that trust, you know they'll come. Hey, can I talk to you, Officer Green? Can I speak with you? And they will share whatever's going on. And it's amazing that as a resource officer, you're also a counselor. Mm-hmm. You're a father figure. You know, you're a parent, and uh, that's the biggest role to me as a resource officer, is building that relationship with those young men and young women. And what you don't want to do is break that trust. Right. Because the minute you break it, they would never come to you again. Mm-hmm.
0: would, And they look at you completely different. So do you find that kids have a hard time trusting because you are an officer and you are in uniform or anything like that? Early on, yes. Okay. Um, Because they've got to, it's almost like they got to feel you out.
4: Mm -hmm. They got to feel you out because they're like, okay, why is he here? You know, when I started this uh, this position, they're like, why are you here? You know, what's going on? Somebody's in trouble. Uh, But you kind of got to, they got to get feel you out to see if you're actually there for them Mm -hmm. or are you there in that police role. Right. Because we know today there's not a lot of trust uh, with law enforcement officers. Mm -hmm. But once they see that, I'm really there for them. Mm-hmm. And I let them know that specifically. I'm here for you. Yeah. I'm here for your safety. I'm here for your protection. I'm here to make sure the staff. But I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to make a rest. That's not what our job is. And once they see that, I mean, I'm probably the biggest kid in the building.
2: I would not disagree. <laughs>
4: I am the biggest <laughs> kid in that, in that. And they would tell you, but yeah. they see you for a different side of you yeah they see you genuine as they will say yeah. you know when they see you legit you know they will oh they will come to you and but that was is you're right early on they're like uh they kind of give you that look or they're afraid to dap you up they're yeah. afraid but now all of a sudden now i mean the hugs the daps constantly letters the letters, the letters or... honestly and it's every day now because yeah. they like okay this is this guy is really here for us you know. That's
2: as a, as, as a counselor. That's one of my favorite things is like having our resource officers in there with us and like letting them say, Hey, here's the deal we have. This person and I know, I know you may not have a great experience with police, mm-hmm. but just hear me out because we have a different relationship with kids. Mm-hmm. And so I can, so when I pull in a resource officer and they sit there with me and we have a conversation, may it be about behavior, may it's maybe it's about mental health, maybe it's just to like be silly, joke around. Right. Then it's like you build this trust between the two, and then I, it's a very huge and valuable resource to mm-hmm. be able to help with mental health and behavior and everything else that happens. Okay, huge resource. All right, next question. <laughs> you good? <laughs>
4: She was really
1: thinking about that. She was thinking,
4: like, what question can I ask them next?
1: So talk about your experience as a black police officer. What are some of the challenges you face?
4: Oh, wow, good question. Um, That's why it took you so long, huh? Okay. <laughs>
1: I, I, that, I can
4: honestly say. In my 30 whatever years, I didn't have that struggle. And I think it's because of my military background where in the military, you're around people that don't look like you. You're around people that don't talk like you. You're building, you're meeting people from all other cities and States. Mm -hmm. So you automatically had to adapt. You had to adapt to that. So for me, that adaptation was pretty easy. So as a black officer, I, I haven't had many issues because I can relate no matter what's your race, your color, your, and even from the Caucasian to the African Americans, I'm the same way. And I've, I'm a firm believer that if you treat everyone the same, despite their color, despite their origin, you won't have the issues. And there have been so many times in my career where I see other officers struggle. And they would be like, Where's Officer Green at? I want to talk to Officer <laughs> <laughs> And now I'm talking adults.
5: Yeah.
4: You know, when I was full-time sheriff's office and we're talking Caucasian, where's Officer Green at? I want to talk to him because he knows how to talk to me. Right. Right. And so I, I can honestly say, I, based on being a black officer, I, I haven't had that. I've been very fortunate. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that is based on my communicating with people. Because I'm the same way. One thing about me, I'm the same way Whether you see me in uniform, out of uniform, mm-hmm. in the store. <laughs> I'm the same goofy old guy, no matter where mm-hmm. I'm at. And I think that helps tremendously because even to this day, I run into people in the stores who were incarcerated years ago. And when they walk up to me and say, you haven't changed. You're the same guy. You was that guy that always respected us. And I'm not in uniform. I said, you know what? I must have done something right. Mm-hmm. And that's why I had very I had very little few conflicts in my in my career. Because mm-hmm. I truly believe when you treat people and talk to them like they are human beings, talk to them like you want to be talked to, treat them like you wanna be treated, you don't have those issues. Right. And I can't seem to say I, I have. I've been very fortunate.
0: And I feel like since post COVID, we've lost that art of learning how to talk to people. right? Like people talk to each other so crazy nowadays, mm. like no wonder why you have so much conflict in your life. You don't have to talk to people. Absolutely. Mm. Because that's, that's a true statement. Yes, yeah. true.
1: And I must say that quality is what makes some of the best educators.
5: Absolutely,
2: absolutely, absolutely.
4: absolutely. absolutely. yes. yes. Absolutely.
1: It's that,
2: treating kids like they're human, knowing mm. that, like, it doesn't matter. Like you're, right. I care about you because you are yeah. you. And, absolutely. and yeah. it's funny we to say that used
1: she- to be those kids. We wanted our voices to be heard. Yeah. And it's funny oh, because
4: when I first took the coaches out, out at Genoa, I was the only thing of any color at Genoa. Mm. So it took some adjusting for those kids because they had never had an African-American coach. Yeah. They have never had to deal and relate to African-American. And it took some adjusting mm. they, did, for them to adjust to me. You know, it wasn't a big adjustment for me to them because I've dealt with young, young men and young women of different races, but it was a challenge to them. And once they, you know, realized, okay, first, that trust work, this guy know what he's talking about. Yeah. Because just because you're out here, don't mean you could coach us. They want to know your experience.
5: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where did
4: you coach at before? Mm-hmm. But once that happened, I mean, even I have kids to this day when I go and referee out there, well, I didn't sure I've been refereeing referee in high school basketball for 31 years, but mm-hmm. that's a whole nother level.
2: <laughs> well, and not, umpiring.
4: And umpiring. <laughs> about Jack, I wear a bunch of hats, but none don't fit. And so, <laughs> <laughs> but but it, 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 take, it took that adjustment, but they realized once again, I'm the same guy
0: no matter what. Yeah. I had a when I was at my other school, I had a teacher um who was like, Mr. Cleveland, like you like you never yell and the kids listen to you and all this other stuff. And I was like, Well, first of all, I'm not yelling all day from eight o'clock right. until three. That's stressful. So who's doing that? Right. But second of all, I'm like, like you said, it's a trust thing. And mm-hmm. once they trust you, like I don't even have to send it. Thing to my kids, I can just give you a look. You can look like, at them from across and the hall. They, and They're they'll looking be like, at you like they were like, like oh, okay, shit, let me stop. Yeah. Yep. So I'm like, right. the reason why you're yelling is because number one, they don't trust you, and when they don't trust you, they don't respect you. Right. So you didn't already, you owe for two for right now, and this, Absolutely. and it was at this time, it was January, girl. Count the school year over at this point. Right. There's no, be- there's
2: no raising the voices.
0: After Christmas no. break, if you don't got it, you just ain't got
2: it. One, one thing I didn't say that I should have been mental health, pick your battles. Yes. Especially right now, just yeah. pick your battles. Pick you your don't battles. Yell over everything. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's the
4: same way in law enforcement. Yeah. Absolutely. When you're dealing with someone with mental health issues, Yeah, I mean, pick the battle. Yes. Yeah. You know, and it's amazing because sometimes you have to come down to their level.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Actually, a lot of times, and that's what people don't understand, if someone is having mental illness issues, mm-hmm. you don't address them the same way as someone is not. Right. right you right. don't because there's a reason that they're Acting like they're acting, mm-hmm. come to their level. Yep. Come on down to their level, and I'm telling you, you'll get a lot more accomplished that way. And
2: whether they have mental health or not, just in general, like yes. if, however people are, just Took the words right out right of right. right. Yeah, that's a great advice. Come,
4: absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Come down, meet them where they're at. Yep. Yes. And you can get so much Because you
1: never know what somebody's going through. That's right. Absolutely. absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Considering the rise in youth deaths lately, mm-hmm. what plan of action would you take as an officer to help our youth?
4: I get a lot of pushback on this answer because I've been asked this a lot, and I am a firm believer in it starts in the household. Mm -hmm. I hear so many times everyone thinks, well, let's build a basketball court. Let's build. Mm -hmm. That's not the problem, because if you build basketball courts or athletic events, the same kids with those problems going to go to those same buildings. Yes. And the same problem is going to follow them. Yes. We need to somehow, some way, get into our young men and young women lives because that's where it all starts at. And I'm a firm believer in that. But If you can get in their household, that's where it starts. It's not the extracurricular activities. Yes. It's not that. That's just extracurricular. That's not the problem. The problem is we got to somehow, some way, get the parents involved. Because I truly believe if we can get the parents' involvement active in their lives, it could change a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think a lot of it now, we've all been around long enough that, I mean, kids aren't born that way. Right. Kids aren't born to misbehave. Right. It, it's what they're being taught. And so many times the parents, and uh, I'm a firm
0: believer, in it, if we can fix the parental problems, we can eliminate a lot of problems. Absolutely. Yeah. One of the biggest things that, that frustrates me kind of like what you said, um, I know we were talking about the video that came out of the you know teacher and the student getting oh. to have a cell phone. Yeah. And one of the things that I saw on Facebook constantly, and I, I no shade somebody who said it, but I hate this. They're always like, We need more programs, we need more programs, we need more programs. We can have 15,000 programs, Correct. but that's right. not going to change the right. fact of what's going on. So for instance, if you have a student who may be going to know the boys and girls club program or whatever they're only there for three hours so
2: what's happening at eight, seven o'clock
0: so what's happening at seven right. o'clock so if you go to a program from four until seven by the time they get home at 7 30 everything that we poured into them is, is undone right. gone. it's gone
2: and then the frustrating thing is then we turn around when things happen and we blame the school yes. we blame the after school program we blame the coach we blame everything mm-hmm. it's everybody else but what's happening in our house? Yes. I, I don't know who gives you pushback on that but that's solid yes solid advice I, now how you do that I think a lot of that comes with the same thing you just said about how you do your job. You build trust with parents. You build trust with families. You build trust in the community. And honestly, with kids, what I find to be most effective is you build trust and you make kids want to be the best them that they can be for you. Because if they don't know, you're not always going to impact the house. Absolutely. But if you are a positive adult around youth, I don't care who you are. I don't care what you do. Be that positive adult and make those kids want to trust you and behave for you and make changes for you. And explain to them. Because what I think is happening is not just the, happening in the house, but we're seeing a lot of things happening in neighborhoods where right. it's not a lot of the kids that are being influenced. They're seeing things happening on TV, on social media, mm-hmm. but mostly in our neighborhoods where we're now emulating that. And that's yes. our influence. Yes. Absolutely. And where that's not going to change until the na- people in the community say, I'm going to pour into the lives in a positive way. And I'm not going to stand up for the adults in the communities that are tolerating. Them. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, and the thing is, too, is that with those programs, the kids that we need to reach aren't the ones that come to the program.
2: Absolutely.
1: Correct.
0: So we're getting, I don't want to say the good kids, but we're getting the ones who don't need programming. They that's, just like programming. So yeah. we have to figure out how do we reach the kids that that need programming. Yeah. And that has to be, like you said, going into the parents' household and saying, like, hey, yeah. I know that your child is doing X, Y, and Z. Here are yeah. these programs that can help them. Yeah. But also our parents need help as well, too. Absolutely. They have to be educated. Absolutely. We have a lot of child-based programs, but not enough parent right. based programs where they can go like parent university or even yeah. just workshops. But even a kids step kids before
2: kids. that, I think what we're seeing is we're seeing generational things. Yes. yes. Like I know when I'm working with kids and they're in having situations, like you had said when there's, we have a lot of violence and crime happening. I'm hearing kids tell me, well, my dad doesn't care, my mom doesn't care, my mom's right. doing yes. it too. Right. Yes. And so it's, it's, you almost have to meet them where they're at and start building that situation before you can get them to the parent university. Because it
1: boils down to what kind of morals are being instilled and in values them and yeah. are you you know we're taught to respect our elders and mm-hmm. some households don't value that they value oh my kids allowed to have an opinion whether they respect you or not that's not okay
2: yeah, right. and there's yeah, a way absolutely. to have an opinion and still be respectful exactly. exactly and those are the tools that we are hopefully going to be instilling but you got to reach the parents where they're right. i feel like yeah, right. is,
5: you, you
4: ever notice when they have all these uh little meetings I mean, you see 20 parents. Yes.
2: And they're parents. not ever the parents that need to be there. Right. Yep. They're never
4: there. I mean, right. have it, I mean, who are you really reaching out to? Yeah. yeah. How are you being effective? Yeah. You're talking to the parents that shouldn't be there and there's only 10 to 15 of them. Yeah.
2: and not even school-based, but honestly, as an educator, one of my very favorite things is I, I love doing home visits if I'm welcome in the home. hmm you can learn so much, but it also can allow them to see you in a different light. Right. And I always tell them, I'm like, don't clean. I remember I had one parent. She's like, oh, I'm going to clean because I know your house is clean. I, it was during it was during COVID. I turned the camera around, and she's like, oh Lord, okay, you can come <laughs> because you know it's just I'm like we're human, and I think. You know, not saying that that's a way, but like you said, get into the community. Yeah, you have to get into the community.
0: When I was bartending, one of the things I used to do, I would talk to parents about yeah. my kids. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm meeting you where you at, and you probably are one yeah. of the parents who need I need to have this conversation with. Yeah. And so I would literally, like, like, while bartending, I would tell them, like, hey, I'm a teacher, whatever, whatever. they're like, you are? And that would just generate yeah. the conversation. You got all
2: the education. I got all okay. the education. Oh, you're a counselor? Let me talk to you for a minute. <laughs> while I <Yep>. make your <laughs> Long Island. Yes, or, or just, uh, yes. Yes, but that's how you meet
0: people where they are.
2: Absolutely. All right. All right. So just two quick questions. Oh,
1: you're fine. (laughs) And what is the most rewarding part of working as a law enforcement officer in education?
4: Seeing kids succeed. Watching the kids succeed is huge, especially from the beginning of the school year. We all know beginning of school year, everybody is so full of energy, and my mom would say pissing and vinegar, and <laughs> <laughs> you see them where they're at, and, and you see the progression that they make during the school year. Not the ones who got the 4.0 GPAs, mm-hmm. but the ones who struggle early, just adapting from yeah. 6 to 7, five to 6, 6 to 7, 7 to 8, that adaption, and then you see them struggle early, but as the school year goes along, I mean they succeed and that makes me proud because I, 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 that shows that not just from my position, but the educators are making an impact on those kids.
5: Right,
4: uh, It's just not for me, but yeah, everyone in that building who really cares. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times kids think we don't care, but we do. Right. Just because mm-hmm. I yell and scream at you don't mean I don't care. I only yell and scream when you're doing something wrong. Yeah. And that's why I, it's funny, I always turn that on the kids. They're mm-hmm. like, why did you yell at me? What did you do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I put it back on them. Well, I was doing ABC. That's why I yelled right. to you. Exactly. <laughs> I don't
1: yell just to yell. I mean, I don't. So.
2: And you know what? That's actually really seeking a parent. That's great parenting advice too. i yes. teaching
1: them to learn from their own mistakes. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Turn it back on. Yeah. Right. It absolutely. works. Definitely. Okay. Would you or have you encouraged other young men to step up and follow in your footsteps?
4: Absolutely. I, I, absolutely, because I always tell them this isn't what I wanted to do. You know how some kids growing up, would you want to be a police officer fine? No. No, it was the job, but it was, after 26 years, now 30 years, it was a rewarding job. So I tell the kids, it's not what I wanted to do. It's not the career that I wanted to be in. It just happened to come my way. But I would definitely encourage them, because uh, there's so much more to law enforcement that people don't see, that the mm-hmm. public don't see. We only hear and read about the negativity. Right. Right but they don't read and hear about all the positiveness. I mean, there are a bunch of, especially African-American police officers, law enforcement officers, that have a huge impact in our community, but we never hear about it. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, we never hear about it, but they, uh, I would definitely advise them. It's a great career, uh, but you got to have a passion for it too. Right. Because you're going to deal, it's no different than uh, being a counselor or social worker. You're dealing with several different Individuals, yeah. has several several different personalities, several different issues.
2: In their worst days.
4: And the thing about law enforcement, 99% of the time is when they're at their lowest yeah. point.
2: Lowest, lowest. Right. Like rock bottom. Absolutely. Yeah,
4: and, yeah. you have to remember that. So you got to have that passion to social, be able to socialize and deal with them. And like we said earlier, meet them where they're at. Yeah. Right. You know, it's okay. It's not an embarrassment to meet them where they're at because everyone's not where you're at or where you think you should be where you think you're at in law enforcement. And on the other side, I mean, there are some law enforcement officers who need some, you know, they need to be checked too. Yeah, You know, I mean, I'm not going to sit up here and tell everyone that every law enforcement officer, no, no, no. There's some law enforcement officer who needs some attitude adjustments and they have to realize why they're in that career. You know, you're not in that career, you know, to, um, be disrespectful because you got the uniform on or, you know, treat people differently because you got the uniform on because people don't forget. Mm-hmm. They don't forget. And so, yeah, I would definitely recommend young men, especially it, get involved in it. because you be amazed? There's so much that goes on with it. They, they people don't see because it's not publicized, but there's a lot of positive things that come out of being a law enforcement officer.
0: Now, how do we, as a culture and society change the, perspective of of an officer so for example how our kids view police officers how do we as a society change that perspective for them put them back in the neighborhoods okay um i know when we all grew up
4: everybody knew the police officer right you knew you know uh the the, the old guy i, I, so I don't, old i'm giving cops. a shout out the old Mel woods and the line wooders guys mm-hmm. who when you see them driving down the street the keith millers you knew them in the neighborhood yeah. right you, you know put them in the neighborhood Put them in the neighborhood that they can adapt Mm -hmm. because not every officer, because of their color or nationality or their background, want to be inside the inner city. Right. Mm -hmm. But I truly believe if you put them in there, I mean, walk the beat. Guys Mm -hmm. used to walk the streets. Mm -hmm. Introduce yourselves. Don't go in there like Billy, excuse my name, Billy Badass. Mm -hmm. Because when you go in the neighborhood as Billy Badass, you're not gonna get any respect. Yeah.
0: By the way, we like foul language on Mud Talk, just so you know. Okay, okay, Billy Badass. <laughs> 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 say like
5: you own it. Yes, <laughs> say it like you mean it, we love
4: it. But I tr- I'm a true believer in put them in neighborhoods because I think so many young officers now, they're not comfortable going into the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You know, but I'm a firm believer in put them in there and let them get to know the community. Yes. Because when you get to know the community, you're gonna get the respect of the community. I always, say, I've been blessed, I could go anywhere. I could, any, you could put me in any neighborhood. Yeah. I don't care what color you are. I'm going to be the same person. I'm going to talk to you. Like I've been mm-hmm. knowing you for years. Mm-hmm. I get a, My wife tells me all the time, is there any way you can go and not know somebody? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we oversee on vacation and she's like, how the hell do you just talk to anybody? Yeah, That's who I am. Right. And I'm firm believer that if the police officers would put them in the neighborhood, you know, get out those cars, Walk the neighborhood, yeah. go introduce yourself to the neighbors, talk to the neighbors. I think that was. And not in a way
2: mind. that you're trying to like, like, no, no, be the FBI or trying yeah, to, no, 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 just, no, there just, just really be there. Like, be like, hey, this, this is, is my neighborhood. I'm yeah. here. Like, let's be, yeah. you know,
4: how about. Area yeah. patrol. Yes. How about just be yourself? Yeah. Yes. Be yourself. Yeah. Don't try to be something you're not. Mm-hmm. When you come into, if, you, if you're a, a white officer, you would come with a, um approach you with your black guy, you don't have to talk. Like you want Right. No. be who you are. And I'll, if you yeah. be who you yeah. are, I mean, I pr- I truly believe that will solve a lot of our issues mm-hmm. and it'll help out tremendously.
0: Right. Mm-hmm.
2: So, yeah. Okay. Well, and I think, too, with the school resource, office, we're starting it mm-hmm. like schools are putting resource officers in every school. Okay. So you're starting it as little kids. Absolutely. Like they're seeing officers Absolutely. in the schools, elementary, middle school, high school. And. I feel like you're right. That should continue into the neighborhood. Absolutely. So, like they're yes. seeing because it's a very special personality to be in a school. Like they're very vet, like school officers, they have to be certain personalities. You got to be able to handle kids. And absolutely you're not going to be, you know, you're you're diffusing situations more than anything. Right. Like you're absolutely. the last thing I, you know, you're ever going to do is want to
4: last thing you don't do is arrest a
2: kid. Arrest a kid, put right. a kid in handcuffs right. or anything right. you like don't that. Do that, no, no but yeah. and, and that's what you talk. Like, that's the last thing, you know, that anybody ever wants to do. But starting in schools and then Moving to the community is huge. I totally I I agree. Totally agree you. I, I
4: think, think that would help solve a lot of our issues. Absolutely. So everyone has to get on
3: board. So, uh, quick question. So, as an officer, have you ever seen or encountered another officer? You know what I'm saying, being like disruptive? Yes.
2: Can I can I repeat? I don't know if they can hear you in the mic. So, have you ever seen or encountered another officer being disruptive? Is what Red asked.
4: A- absolutely. Yes. And and I wish these officers would get. I, Eliminate this mindset, I'm not telling. I don't like that. Mm. For the simple fact, if you're wrong, you're wrong. Yeah. If you're wrong, you're wrong. I mean, I, and yes, I have in my 33 years, yes. And there's been times where I have inter- interceded. Yeah. Yeah. I've interceded for the simple fact, you know what? Absolutely.
5: There's
4: still a human being. Yeah. Remember that. These are still human beings that we're dealing with. And I have no problem with telling if you're wrong. I mean, I don't care. If you don't like me, so what? But we swore to uphold the Constitution. You know, and you do not have to treat all these individuals, you know, any individuals, no worse than you would treat your own child or your own parent or your own relative. So yes, I have definitely seen that and been involved in it. That. Yes. That's good. Good
2: advice.
0: Now we were talking about earlier about the video that came out of the student and the teacher getting into a little tussle. Well, I won't call it a little tussle. It was kind of major. It was a little tussle. Yes, little it tussle. was a tussle. Um did
2: you see that video?
0: I no. But I've heard about it. Yes. So in the video, um, I think the teacher took the cell phone. I didn't the watch phone. the video. Yeah, so yeah, she, I didn't
1: see the video. Yeah. Either. So in the
0: video, the teacher took the cell phone and the teacher, uh, the student got up and went behind the teacher's desk That's okay. and basically was like giving back my cell phone and all this other stuff and it got... To where they were getting physical because that particular student was aggressive towards that substitute teacher and they got into a, a huge scuffle about it um in that situation you know how would you recommend a teacher to de-escalate that situation it's twofold if there's no if the student is being aggressive towards a
4: teacher physically teacher has a right to defend himself yeah. i don't care who you are you every individual has a right to defend themselves and I've seen young men and young women t- today, they seem to be more aggressive get mm-hmm. the students. Um, but the teacher has the right to defend herself. Um, a lot of times they would expect you to walk away. But if you put in a corner, if you back anybody into a corner,
5: yeah,
4: what yes. are they going to do?
1: Come out swinging. Yes. yes They got to get the fight or them. flight response. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah.
4: if that teacher okay. had no other escape route mm-hmm. and the student is swinging and You got to defend yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's been a huge debate about it online. There were some people saying, like, she's a teacher. She's not supposed to do this and do that. But other people were like, look, like, after the day, she's still an adult. And that, you know, student got physical. And these kids
2: with their phones, here, I'm going to give you guys some parenting advice. You own that phone. Yes. I need you to hear that. You own your child's phone.
4: But they have the right to defend themselves. Whether you're a student or a teacher, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. If a student right. is attacking a teacher, nowhere doesn't say you can't defend yourself.
2: Right. And we always talk about self-defense is different Absolutely. than offense. Self-defense is getting me off. You get away from me. That's yeah. Offense, right. turn, now you turn around and start wailing on a kid and holding them down. Now you're, now you're in the wrong. Yeah. You,
4: you know, it's funny because in law enforcement, we were taught anytime we were dealing with problems, or as, you use the minimum force necessary. Right. Perfect. And what people don't understand about that is... Minimum means whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. So cameras and TV may make it seem like it's more than what it is. Right. But if that means I got to be stronger than I normally am, right? I got to do it. Yeah. yeah, and that's the minimum force that I needed to yeah.
2: protect myself to keep yourself safe and everybody else safe too. Absolutely, because that teacher also has an entire other classroom of kids. Right. To keep safe, I go forward with, with a kid who's Absolutely. because, like I said, these kids are out of. You take a cell phone away from a kid. I mean, you're a parent. I don't know if you ever had my kids, they just, they go through all these stages of Mm. uh, upset and yelling and screaming. Kids at work, I'm like, put yourself, oh, I can't. I have to promise them I'm going to hold my, you know, like they just can't get rid of their phones. It's just this thing. And it creates very aggressive children sometimes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. And the two things with it, number one, when you are registering your child for a school, and they lay out the expectations and the rules, if you don't like the rules and expectations at that school, don't send your don't child to school. So if your child is like, I, don't, I, I need my phone, I need my phone, then this probably is not the school for you. I know, you know, in previous school I worked at, um, I had parents who were very upset about, you know, their kids around to dress code and then sit home. And I don't understand why they have to wear uniforms. Ma'am, when you came into the school and you registered and they l- ran down the list of expectations, as soon as you heard uniforms, you should have been like, yeah, this is not the school That's for my right. child. That's number one. And number two, incidents like this, and I'm just going to be honest, is the reason why we have a teacher shortage. Yes, absolutely. We have, we have a, yeah. a national teacher shortage. And if you don't know uh, by now, um in order to be it's because this lady was a substitute teacher she yeah. wasn't even like Correct. a class yes. teacher in order to be a substitute teacher in the state of ohio yeah. you only need to be 18 years old and you don't even need a bachelor's and they just degree just changed that yes. yeah
2: it didn't used to be the case
0: it was during covid yeah it during changed. covid a yes. yes. little,
2: little bit after covid when everybody was like i'm I'm cool and then yeah. they quit
0: because a lot of teachers left the field like, and whatnot we
2: have former students that i literally just yes. they just graduated yeah i have seven. former school, 18 year olds, well,
0: 19 year olds. yeah at the school well not the school i worked work at now. But before that, I have former students who were substitute teachers. And I'm like, you literally just graduated like during the pandemic, like 2020, you know? So um, there is a national teacher shortage and Mm -hmm. there are kids literally in the classroom teaching other kids because you only have to be 18 years old to be a substitute teacher. And not even just a substitute teacher, there are some people who have applied for what's called the uh, non-bachelors, non-bachelors license, where you can be 18 years old and be a full-time Classroom teacher in some schools. In some schools, yes, yes. So, but there are some schools who are just so desperate, they're like, "Come on, absolutely." And then you
2: have you have spots filled with teachers that didn't go to even they did go to school. Like you got people teaching English that have degrees in like PE, and Mm -hmm. you know it, it. So there's a lot going on, and I think the other part of that teacher shortage. Is then when these incidents happen, the lack of respect for the education professional in general. Absolutely. Yes. Because there is just a straight up lack of respect out there in general and whole, for school in general, for, in general, for yeah, educators. Absolutely. And there's a lot going on and, and things that you can't control.
5: Yeah.
2: And like you said, starting in the home and as a public school, I work in a public school. I've always worked in public schools. I mean, I know you worked in private and charter yeah. schools public schools have to educate every single child no matter what comes through the door. Absolutely, there is yes. no option. Yes. So if your kid is a, is a badass kid that got kicked out of every private school in this entire area, every charter school mm-hmm. said kicked him out, that whatever public school they're in is educating that child. Yeah, absolutely. And along with all the kids that are choosing to go there, along with other kids are right there in the middle and having to adapt to all of that. And then just the lack of respect why would anybody want to come to work every single day and just be completely disrespectful for what they do?
0: Which is so crazy because during COVID everyone was like, "I love, I love teachers, and we want right. to go back into the classrooms." Right. I love right. my. Now you went right back. And then I turned
2: around kids. to you and did the same. It's thing. your fault that these kids are acting that way. It's your fault that the kids are blowing. Right. You, you, need it's to fix t- kids. Yes. Yes. Everything.
0: Yeah, Everything. Well, and then fun. later on during COVID they were like, "Get your asses back in the
2: classroom." I'm just. I can't believe you're so lazy and sitting home and not. It's because you know why? Because they had to teach their own kids. They had to deal with their own badass kids. All day long. That's why. And it's past nine, so I can say fucking.
0: Yes. Okay. So. <laughs> but that's so something true, out there. But, but it's so true, though. It is. Yes.
1: Definitely. Yeah.
2: I was ready for my kids to go back, and I am an education. I was like, go to school. I
1: actually now. enjoyed my kids being home. Like, I don't know if it had dealt with my anxiety, but yeah. knowing that they were in home and safe, yeah. that was the best for me. I
2: would have liked it better if I wasn't full-time working locked in, because I was counseling. Right. So I was in my bedroom locked there for seven and a half hours a day. While my children were running wild, and like I I literally had my third grader educating my kindergartner on how to read. Mm. That's how COVID worked in my house. So I didn't, that was too much for me.
5: Yeah.
2: I feel. And then, and then when I had to go back to work, when everybody was bitching about teachers being out of work, I had to go back to work. I had to hire a high school kid who was 16 to come and do her own schoolwork and educate my two younger children all at the same time. So it was just frustrating.
0: It was very frustrating. But shout out to all the parents who actually respect teachers, though. Yes, we do appreciate those. There is nothing better than those
2: supportive parents that know, understand, provide resources and money and and, and love and care Mm and whatever else, letters. If you have an educator in your life that you appreciate, write them an email, send them a card. Absolutely. Meet him oh, in yeah, the just... back alley and give him some wine. I mean, like whatever.
0: Do it is. <laughs> Meet us in the parking lot, please. Write not something. in the bad way. Yes, not <laughs> in a bad way. <laughs> not a threatening no. way. We're not no. threatening anything. If you see me at the bar, just buy me a drink, and I I would greatly appreciate it. Buy <laughs> me a okay. drink. All right. Um. So with that being said, Miss Amy, do we have a game? We play do. Two? And
2: are we switching? I think if Reddit's was, was going to come play the game? You guys switching? Did you have to? It go? doesn't matter. All right. I'm just saying. No, okay. Just, just trying to help you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Trying to help you out. So this game. Is called Who Told It Best? And I'm um, going to let you pick a card. Okay. <laughs> Whatever the topic is, right? I'm going to give everybody a minute to think about their story.
0: This is actually one of my favorite games.
2: We're each going to tell the story. You have two minutes. Okay. I'm giving you a time. I'm going to where's my phone. Because I you know you'd talk. Yeah, back. Okay. You got yeah, come on, right? Yeah. We need you to talk, too. All right, hold on. Get my timer out here because I'm timing you. So we got to make up a story. No, no, like no. It's a story. It's, it's a true it's story a about true you. If you don't have one, you can okay. time out. Like, it's fine. Not everybody has a story for all the topics. But if you have a story, you tell it. And then at the end, we vote for the best story. Oh, gotcha. Okay. And then, but you can't <laughs> vote for your own story. Okay. What
0: is happening? He's showing off our Mud Talk. We do
2: have Mud Talk here, and you can get it. We'll link that somewhere. I like
0: how we all are. Um, and my talk.
2: We right. are. I'm sorry, oh, I I we And also,
0: Buckeyes. So I'm with yeah, that. Yeah. I <laughs> didn't oh, We just talked. I, need, I, I need,
4: need an extra large. large <laughs> my talk. All right. Extra large. My talk.
2: Okay. Well. Oh, do I look at it? No, I look at it. Okay. Talk about a time that your parents weren't mad. They were just disappointed in you. Oh, so, so it's whoever. So we'll think We have every, every minute. Hold on. Give it a minute.
0: Oh. every minute. Well, that's an easy one. I'm about say, I don't think he needs a minute.
2: I don't need a minute. He doesn't need a minute, but we got to give everybody else a
4: minute. Oh, I thought you wanted me to just go. We're all going. Oh, at the same time? No. Okay, so let me
2: tell my story.
0: Hold on. He ready.
2: there we got a story. You got a story.
0: I got a story got oh, a story. yeah, this is this story? is. Story.
2: Story. I think...
4: By the time he gets back.
2: Okay. All right. <laughs> well, you got oh, I, I, I don't need
4: a whole minute. This is going to take.
2: No, I'm not worried about it. Go ahead.
4: A oh, real simple I signed up for the military didn't tell him. Oh.
2: oh. So would you just leave?
4: Uh, what happened is my recruiter came. To, I went down, signed up, and my recruiter came to the house on Sunday evening to take me down to Cleveland, take me up to Detroit for the meth station for my pre-enlistment. And the recruiter knocks on the door, and my mom opened the door. She said, who are you? <gasps>
5: mm.
4: He said, I'm Sergeant Stamps, and I come to uh, take Ralph down to Detroit. for He signed up for the Marine Corps. She said, you're not taking my son anywhere.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: And I came out of the back room. I'm like, Mom, I forgot to tell you I signed up for you the Marine Court. She was like, okay. So yeah, that was an easy one for me because uh once she came down, okay, that's what you decided to do. I support you. But yeah, she did know She did stuff. that all in one day. Yeah, she did, because uh-huh. I had to go down to Detroit. I'm take my pre-physical before that but once I came back the next day we had a nice conversation she's a
2: better human than me because I would not been that that that, that was easy that was easy
0: I would have been like get your ass away (laughs) literally yeah that that would not have
2: been as a a mother of sons I would have been a mad moment not a disappointed moment yeah
0: that was pretty easy
2: yeah okay so I got one I gotta do I set the timer we'll just trust it we're on two minutes so mine was I don't know why my dad wasn't mad but this is actually one of the greatest lessons so when I was a freshman in high school I had a super huge crush on this boy he was like hey you should come check out this abandoned house over here with your friends and I and this
0: story is going no far, not a bad right way movies. it's not a bad way No, no, no. it's not to be a
2: law enforcement story so um we there was an abandoned house like in and it, it was like out in the country area like those you rule it wasn't Juneau, but like rural area and I don't know why we didn't think there was a huge neighborhood watch happening in this like, little town, or at least neighbors, like, you know, in small towns, people know everybody. So they had broken into this house previously, abandoned, completely, and it was cool. Like, there was cool stuff in there. There was old magazines, there was old newspapers, but you can tell we weren't the first people in there. So, me, this kid I had a crush on, three of his friends, and my friend, all go in there. And I'm like, I don't, I don't love, I don't love this. Like, my, my gut's saying, like, we need to go, this is not good. And they might have had some things on them that were not legal, and that <laughs> might involve lighting things with lighters. Um, and They said, but before we go, there's an abandoned barn. We should go in there. And I was like, okay. So we go up there. And it was cool. It was cool. We go up there. They had to hoist me and my friend up to the loft because there was no ladder. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, we're up there, and I hear three of my friends go, oh, shit, cops. They jump off the thing. Now, mind you, I couldn't get on the loft. So I'm up there, and they're like, get your fucking asses down there. And they're screaming. There's cops everywhere. And I'm like, what is happening? My friends are running. This kid couldn't get down either. And the next thing I know, after, I'm like, I can't get down. (laughs) And they're like, you better find out a way to get down. We come down, and there is literally every cop in the entire three surrounding towns with guns trained right on us. Oh, wow. <laughs> and pointed at us, and they ended up catching my friends at ran empty everybody's pockets. And um, luckily, one of their dads was a prominent Toledo detective who heard it come over the loudspeaker and said, hey, instead of taking them downtown, like, let's let them tell their parents, Is that, can you do that for me because it's my kid? And mm. like they gave us that honor. Um, that same night, I actually had to go to a board meeting at my school, and I was getting honored for being a leader at the school um and then i had to tell my dad i got arrested right after that and he looked <laughs> at me and he was just like i'm not mad at you i'm just really disappointed in you and what did you learn from this and it was a good lesson it was like everything life's learning experience but um, yeah. yeah getting arrested when i was a freshman in high school was definitely a I'm not mad i'm just real disappointed in you situation yeah.
0: Right. yeah what about you red
2: the question was. Oh my gosh. A time my parents weren't mad, but they were just disappointed in me. Come
0: speaking to the oh, mic,
2: please.
3: Yeah. Um. Oh, look at them. Here,
2: bend down. i want to hold it like you're singing. you don't have a Ooh. story. Nice, like, <laughs> you got to bend over. You're real tall. It was a time where. Hold on, I'm stuck right.
0: Hold on. Now, All this clicking and clacking gotcha. now. Right. Sorry to all of our streaming. If you listeners. would just
2: bend over, we wouldn't have this issue. Dude, or
0: We're gonna clip all that out. Don't
2: don't worry about it. Okay, that. so time. Uh,
3: there was a time when uh me and my stepbrother we had went out and um, we was going to see these girls, right? So Uh-oh. you thought my story
2: <laughs> was going bad.
3: We had went and rode our bikes. This is when I was living in Flint, Michigan, by the way. Um yeah, we went and went to see some girls, you know, late night, snuck out, bad, like, young. Came back, I think my, I don't know, I I, I can say he was kind of mad because he beat her ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's <Boston> less <laughs> than more
2: than disappointed. <laughs> but he
3: wasn't mad, though. He was like. Y'all just ain't, y'all ain't had to just sneak out. Y'all could have just told me that y'all was going, to you know what I'm saying? Trying to go get some (laughs) P-U-S-S-Y. Everything
2: else we say, you spell that. Come on.
0: (laughs) Like, he's so oh, Hunani. Yeah. So he was <laughs> mad that we was <laughs> snuck out,
3: but he wasn't mad that we got some pussy. You feel me? Oh now you <laughs> said. <laughs> All
2: right. So the time red got pussy. All
1: right. Moving <laughs> on.
2: That's good. That's good. Well, Michelle.
1: Okay. So I've had a couple different stories right my mind. One. You get one. You got one. All right. So I'm just gonna say the time where, okay, you know how your parents tell you when you're younger, don't do this, don't do that. You like yeah. Oh, they don't know what they're talking about. Well, our parents always say don't run when it's dark. So we decided to play hide and seek when it was dark outside. Running, I'm running, and turn around, ran smack into the back of a boat motor. Oh and my front tooth got knocked out <laughs> and this was the second time so it never grew back oh my so god, oh god. so just... <laughs> I, I, I don't have a gap You i'm just
0: you just smacked
2: she said i don't have a i have a gap don't have a gap wait but you ran into a boat motor and that's all that happened was your tooth Wow. Yes, that could have been where that. were
0: you? There's boat motors.
2: I lived in the
1: country. Like, oh, I told you I went okay. from that, yeah you know, Springfield right yes walbridge Elementary. Right.
2: No boat motors like, you know, at no Walbridge Elementary. Elementary. <laughs> <Definitely not. laughs> Wait, isn't so, Walbridge kind of by the water though? I feel like there could be
0: well
1: depend on, you know. Yeah.
0: Where in walbridge yeah. Right. Yeah. Wow.
2: So, okay.
0: Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm just still trimming that you into a boat
2: moment. I'm just impressed that that's all that you knocked <laughs> yes. out. Like boat wow. orders are intense. Yes, that's serious.
1: Yep. Turn right around with. Boom. <laughs> wow.
0: <sighs> um, so mine is the time that mm-hmm. my mom found out that I was underage drinking. Um, so my grandmother, um, rest in peace to her, um, on New Year's Eve, we always used to, um, I used to always go to my grandma's house on New Year's Eve because we always have like parties and stuff, whatever. Um, so my grandmother, when I turned 16, she was like, you can have Smirnoffs, like Smirnoffs, um, like the Spartans. Uh, coolers. Coolers. Yes. Yeah. The coolers. Yes. So she would let me have these and whatnot, whatever. Well, so it was time for me to go back to my mom's house because we had to go to school, whatever. And so I decided to take a couple wine coolers and take them back Ooh. to my mom's house. And so I put them inside my nightstand because my mom at that time, like she wasn't like a big like let me see what you're doing check and stuff because i never really got in trouble so it was kind of like a trust thing so i don't know why this particular time she decided that she wanted to go and check so (laughs) i was at school and we were getting ready to move to another house or whatever and um she had the two coolers sitting on top of our kitchen counter and i walk in i'm just looking i'm like oh fuck i'm like shit and so I walk in and she like, you wanna tell me about this? I was like, <laughs> I'm like, I mean, what is there to say? Like you you clearly know. And so she wasn't mad. She was just more so like. It was the hiding it shit. Like yeah. why you're you trying to be sneaky. Mm-hmm. I already have four trusting you, and now you're doing this kind of shit. Right. So I just decided, I was like, well, since we're being honest, ma'am, um, I don't just drink wine coolers, I also drink Hennessy. Um also <laughs> <laughs> like
2: just being honest
0: with like, you. Since, since we're already here, um, I do drink Hennessy, I do drink this or whatever. And she was just looking like, hey, what can I do? You know what I'm saying? It wouldn't, it wasn't she can do about it. So she was just like, Don't do that shit in my house again. Keep that shit over at your granny house and we'll be good and my grandmother wasn't like let me drink Hennessy and Goose I was like going to parties right yeah actually, yeah whatever. but I learned you know to trust is the no just being honest is the best trust so yeah. but yeah yeah that's how my mom found out I was underage drinking and now look at me now 34 and still drinking. Still drinking. Still drinking. <laughs> still drinking still drinking still drinking
2: okay so we have we're gonna vote so we have the time that Ralph signed up for the military <laughs> we have the time that I got arrested we have the time that Red got pussy.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: like, yeah, I'm sure he's got more than one. He's got two kids. So just not the yeah. one time. That time. Uh, we have the time that Shay busted her tooth, and we Hold have the time vote. that Ty was an underage drinker. So you can vote. Can I vote for yourself? Go.
5: <laughs>
1: oh. <laughs> I'm
4: going to go with,
2: because
4: it's disappointed, right?
2: Disappointed, not mad.
4: The hiding of the seagrams.
2: All right, so the underage drinking, and yes. then and then he came full out with, I also yes, did Tennessee. the hiding of the seagrams. It's too late now. I'm going to go with the time that um, she broke her tooth, because I have also, as a parent, felt that. Like, I've yes. been disappointed in the random injuries that my children do for no fucking reason. After I tell them, stop it. You're gonna get hurt. No, I'm not. And they do.
0: And they do it anyway. Right. Yes. I'm gonna go with Ralph. With the hiding. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of crazy. Yeah.
3: Bro. Yeah, like, cause if my parents would have would have found out, like, you going to the military
2: that day. What? That's I don't even first. know. I don't that's know how should yeah. just does I feel like I would have been yeah, off the Yeah, I would have been killed. Like yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> What's y'all
1: Um. I'm going to go with our guest as well.
0: Oh, no! <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm going to go with that, too. All right. Hey.
2: So, hey, you yeah. win. Yeah. Hey. You win that round of hey. you told the best. Yeah. Hold on. Let me get applause. Oh, wait, hold on. You're about to oh, get some applause that, or a bomb or something a,
4: going on over there. It's funny because my mom, should be 90 in May,
0: and she tells that same, or she tells everybody the same story. I'm sure
2: she does because it probably tra- traumatized her. <laughs> yes.
0: All right. We'll All play right. another
2: round. You want to play one more round?
0: Yes. Can I pick this one?
2: No, you're not obsessed.
0: I don't ever get to do shit on the oh, show. Can you at least read it? No. <laughs> can I defer? No. My, my can I, can I defer? no. <laughs>
2: All right, here you we go. Have to pick it. The most memorable, and it says Uber ride, but it can be the most memorable Uber ride, public transportation, airplane ride, oh, cab ride, oh. most memorable ride that you've ever taken. I don't even
1: Oh, <laughs> I do have one.
2: I got one too. Start that way. Okay, we can start that no, way. We, no, we'll no, give no, you a minute. No, thing yeah, I think we'll one. just go with whoever has them. Like, okay, go Scott, you want to go first? You want me to go first? You
0: said you had to oh, I got um, one too. <laughs> So my public transportation story is um when I went to Florida um last Christmas break. So I went with a person at that time who was my friend, and we were on a spirit flight. So that should tell you how the story's about right. to go. Um so we were on this flight on our way to Florida out of Detroit, and this lady had uh she had it been like two. She had like a two year old on this fucking plane. And this baby, she wasn't kicking my seat, but she was kicking my friend's seat. Like she was like kicking the fuck out of the seat. And you know how like airplane seats have like that little slot that's right yes. there? That baby's foot was going all in that in ass the slot. slot. In the slot. And it was kicking, 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 yes. kicking. And the baby was crying. Everybody's on the plane is just so fucking frustrated. So the friend at the time was like, if this baby kicked my seat one more fucking time, I'm going to go off. Well, the baby kicked the seat. And she <laughs> turned around and was like, "Can I, I need a flight attendant. Can you come over here? Like, we're in, like, mid-flight. And so, like, the flight attendant comes over and she's like, I need you to get that motherfucking baby. And so the, <laughs> <laughs> and so the lady hears it and she's like, I'm so sorry. Like, I just taught her airplane etiquette. And my friend was like, she's too. Like, she doesn't know airplane etiquette. Like, right. she doesn't understand it. So the lady, like, gets up. And she's like in the aisle like walking back and forth with this baby i'm like so not only are you disrupting our piece but now you disrupting the whole airplane piece it was just a horrible ass ride would
3: the you floor. have rather
2: her kick the seat though or walk the aisle because i've been like walk the aisle but don't no, kick my I just seat
3: would have put the a parachute
0: on a baby and go to No, and, oh, you
2: know, we don't, we don't, we aren't mean to children here. Yes, ever.
0: No. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, she was kicking the fuck out that seat. And her yeah. airplane flight to Florida was like two and a half hours. So for two and a half hours, oh, she oh was getting God. her ass to literally kick. And I was uh, I, I didn't, I mean I felt oh, bad, but I was wow. like, Glad I got an aisle seat because I ain't got that problem. Mm. So yeah. yeah.
2: That's why you get the aisle. Yep. So I have one for an Uber. Um, first of all, I was terrified to take an Uber. This is the first time I ever took an Uber. I was drunk as shit, and I—I um, so I will say this, I love at people with all ability levels. So my driver pulls up, and my driver—I um, believe probably had Down syndrome, fight, I guess, which is fine. Something similar. I mean, it was definitely a, a special need, right? And I was great. I was like, great, you're making your—you're making your living, and also I'm wasted. So I get in the car, and as soon as I get in the car, I realize that one of the well, one of the criteria for Uber drivers is like, they ask like, does the car smell good? Does the car, so this Uber driver had those, you know, those air fresheners you put in your house, but like, it was like clipped onto the thing. Oh wow! It was blowing strawberry right in my face. So like I was drunk, mind you, and I'm going to throw up now. And I said, can you please get the strawberry, like turn it off? Can I take this out? Like I'm going to throw up. And they then proceeded to tell me what happens and how much it costs if I throw up in their Uber, which I was fair. Okay. So we're driving down this very long road to take to get to my house. It's a very, very long road. And it's like 55 most of the way. But this Uber driver was, I, he said it was his second drive ever. It's 55. And this Uber driver was going 25. <laughs> now, mind you, it's bit, so it's a long road. That, you know, like we have a couple long roads that go like hill. And <clears> we started at hill and we had to go all the way to the Michigan line. That's where we were going. Oh, wow. 25 miles an hour. Then the Uber driver sees a sign that says deer. And the Uber driver says that they hit a deer a year ago and is terrified of deer. So every time the Uber driver got to the intersection would drive, slammed the brakes on. Slammed the brakes on. So when we're going 25, slams the brakes. Strawberry blowing in my face, I'm drunk as shit. I just wanna get out of the Uber. But I didn't wanna make them feel bad. Like I was literally about to be like, you just let me out here, like I'll take an Uber home the rest of the way. So for 25 miles an hour, all the way down this long road up to the Michigan line, slamming the brakes on because you're afraid of deer. And as soon as I look at it, I'm like, you can drive. There's no deer. It's fine. I live out here. Would you not believe that we're driving down and there's a whole fucking family of deer that starts crossing the goddamn road? Oh, wow. So then he slams the brakes on starts shaking, and I have to literally talk him down, drunk as shit, like a counselor, in the Uber to get all the way back to my house. (laughs) It was the worst Uber drive ever. It took me to go from Hill to the the, the Michigan line, which should have been like 15 minutes, Mm -hmm. 45 minutes to get home. Wow. It was bad. It was horrible almost never went again
0: so i guess if you have a fear of deers, you shouldn't be an uber driver
2: Or well, just a lot of story. things going on there's a lot of things going on a right. lot. you got anything or you pass go yeah, okay. pass okay you got,
1: hey, anything? you got one i'm gonna say the worst uber drive i've ever had was this one time me and my friend were so geeked we're going to vegas we ubered to the airport because her friend was picking us up on the way back we get in this guy' car. It must have been his grandmother's car. Mm-hmm. It smelled like mothballs, oh. <laughs> ass oh. crack.
2: The old, not vocal. ass crack.
1: Corn chips.
2: <laughs> Wait, mothballs, yeah. ass crack, and corn chips? That's a lot.
1: And booty juice. Like <laughs> <in> <laughs> juice. That's a lot. I don't know what this man had going on. That's a
2: great
4: combination.
1: But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it all, when he broke out his window, we could smell he was so... Musty. Uh, like we were. He we needed that just,
2: strawberry. Blowing. We were embarrassed even
1: going to even go in the airport. We felt like we it smelled like We yes. probably smelled yes. like corn chips and booty We juice were like balls, we, even balls, was, we Like ball. we were spraying. It was so bad. So we were just yeah.
2: There needs yeah. to be a happy medium <laughs> for happy strawberry and nasty ass butt crack. That's a lot. Just saying.
4: I don't. I I've never have had any? a droop I've never had an Uber.
2: Airplane, uh, train, bus.
4: No, no. Uh, all my plane rides. juice. Right. <laughs> exactly. No, no. All my plane. Honestly, uh, you talking turbulence, but I've never had any crazy.
0: So you crazy. clearly didn't fly Spirit. You are no a legion yeah, or a spirit. I, I flew, I flew spirit. How about Allegiant? I did fly I Spirit, went and went, I didn't have no problem with
2: Spirit. Well, because spirit step there. up. Spirit's to step up from legion. He said floon. I saw it. This
0: is a Florida and we had no problem.
2: We're over here talking about
0: your own. I'm distracted because... because he said he floon. 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 <laughs> Just so you got floon out. You, you, know, you, know, a floon. Well, you got like, floon I, I out. Yeah, exactly. That's
2: not even
1: that city boy language. Yeah.
2: That's not even city boy language. That's okay. like city boy language yeah. times
0: City
1: boy got
2: five. five points.
4: Like, All right. So y'all don't have any. I, I don't have any.
2: Okay. Well, you still get to vote. So we got, we got the horrible baby plane and we got... Some, Smelly, smelly, you know, mothball, slow, smelly, smelly. And, good, and, and, and too butt, much, and then butt juice, and deer. <laughs>
3: right.
0: Yeah, yeah me
2: uh, too. I'm gonna go with Shea. baby because I've had that experience on the airplane because yeah. I can't.
0: I'm gonna go with Shay.
2: All right, Shay, Shay, baby, mothballs. Yeah, I'm
4: going with the mothballs. butt juice, <laughs> yeah. <baby> juice fritos, <laughs> ass crack, booty uh, juice, corn chips. Corn chips. Yeah.
1: Oh my god, I swear to yeah. god, yeah. that can be horrible because you get
4: where you want to go and you, you're paranoid. <laughs> Oh, yes, you do. Like, you feel like, like you smell like other
2: people. Yeah, embedded in better with you. than your nose. you
1: just like. Did, uh, did he
2: talk? Like, I can only. I can just imagine all of this. Did he talk?
1: No, he listened to it chopped and screwed the whole way. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Detroit, the Detroit uh,
0: Metro. He must have been from Detroit.
1: I don't
2: know. We Where, still no? love you if you're from Detroit. We still state. love you from Detroit. But though.
0: not we're not saying because he smell like you smells like but If your car smells like butt juice, screw, ass
2: crack, yeah. corn chips, yes. and mothballs, yeah, yeah, don't yeah, drive yeah, Uber. Yeah, that's a heck of combination. Or if yes. you're going to put an air freshener that's straight up strawberry in your I'm and face.
1: did he have a dead body in the trunk? Honestly? God.
2: At this point, uh, now that you say that, it's too late now. Yeah. <laughs> right, well, hey, you won. You won your first round. <laughs> there you go. Hey, hey, hey. Well, there's our applause.
0: Brad, we need a little button over here. Yes. All right. Wow. Yes. Okay. yes. You go ahead stuff. and so while Red gets flown, oh. While he goes <laughs> over there and, and gets flown out. <laughs> Thank you, Red. We appreciate you. <laughs> All right. All right. Was, was that was that it for? Our I mean,
2: yes, yes, yes. We're good. We are all good.
0: All right. All right. So this is a very important section of the show. Well, this is always important, but we're going to do some teacher shout outs. Do you guys have any teachers you want to shout out? Yes, I know. Any teachers you would like to shout out?
2: I don't want to shout out any teachers in particular. I just want to shout out anybody that is in the profession of education, whether you're a teacher, coach, counselor, administrator, especially those administrators, man. Like I know we give them a lot of crap and they put up with a lot. Yes. That is one job. People are like, are you ever thinking to do an administration? There is no way in hell you would ever catch me being an administrator just because of, I don't think I would have, I can deal with all the mental health crises in the world, but mm-hmm. the administrator stuff is just a lot and they take a lot and they take a lot off their teachers. They take a lot off the students. They take a lot off the community um, so administrators, assistant administrators, counselors, deans, officers, you know, daycare workers, you know, coaches, mentors, anybody that's out there in education. Like, thank you for what you do. And Absolutely. It's really not a terrible profession. Yes, uh, you do get to impact the lives of people in such a great way.
0: Yes. Um, I want to, like you said, just shout out any teacher who's in the profession. Um, it's a tough time right now. Yes. Um, it's it's tough. But, you know, Um, our kids need us, our babies need us. Um, And so anybody, I don't care if you are a paraprofessional, if you are a school counselor, classroom teacher, teacher assistant, janitor, lunch monitor, lunch recess monitor, monitor, whatever it is that driver. God, I don't know how the
2: hell bus drivers do it. I can't even drive my car when I have all my kids' friends in there. I'm like, all right, shut up, we're going over a bridge. Can you
0: imagine? Um, Childcare workers, coaches, Mm -hmm amazing coach right here, dodgeball mm-hmm. coach, thank yes. You. Coach of the year. Coach of the year. Yes, okay. coach of, of the okay. year. Okay, yes,
4: coach thanks. of the year, congrats.
0: Thank yes, you. congratulations. Um. So yeah, man, anybody who's working with kids, uh, we definitely appreciate you because it takes a village and our kids need a village really, really, really bad. Um. And so, and also shout out to parents who support, you know, teachers yes. and educators and childcare workers and all of that stuff. And also shout out to the parents who are patient with yes. us. Um sometimes i don't think parents understand there's a lot that goes on in schools yeah. and so when you're a teacher and you can have anywhere from 15 kids in the class to 32 mm-hmm. kids in the classroom
2: up to 150 a day like when yeah. i taught high school i had 150 kids a day
0: people so when i went when i went to the job that i'm at now and i interviewed with them they was like so how many kids did you have in your class And i was like 32 They was yeah. like how and i was like, just like yeah. story of my life you know what i'm saying yeah. but people don't understand that you are not only dealing with 32 kids, but 32 different personalities, 32 different behaviors, yeah. 32 different traumas. upbringings,
2: different... backgrounds, yeah. religions, races, yeah. ethnicity, yeah. ability levels. Like it's everything. It's all that.
0: And me as a teacher, I'm responsible for all of that. And not only just that, but as a teacher, you know, I am evaluated on how to handle all this. So all at once. All at once. How do you handle behaviors in your room? You're evaluated on that. You're evaluated on your test scores, and if you're doing your job, like it's. it's And do you
2: do you present your lesson in a way that every single person, every single ability level can handle it, along with 25 disruptions from those stupid mental health people calling and asking for the kids? Absolutely. Just everything going on at once. It's a lot.
0: Yeah. So shout out to anybody and everybody who's in the field. We greatly appreciate
2: it. And I like that you said the parents because the parents that also understand that educators are humans. Yes. Some of my favorite conversations are when I'm just like, you know, I was was talking to a couple of parents and I'm just like, they're like, I'm like, you got teenage daughters. My daughter's about to be one. Please help me. And they're like, wait, Mm -hmm. you need my help? We're humans, too. Yes. We have lives outside of there. And I have kids. And guess what? My kids can be assholes sometimes. Yes. And sometimes I can learn from you and we can learn from me. And we have that ability. Like, we're all human. Cool. And yes. I think that, that those parents that are supportive and get that, we mm-hmm. appreciate. You are part of that educator village.
0: Right. but if else, you're an asshole
2: no. parent, stop it.
0: Yeah. Hello. Please stop. Just stop being an asshole. If you're an asshole, period, just stop. Right. You know. Right. I need to say that on the next... Fuck your feelings, Where's
2: Friday. You
0: to we'll get yeah. to that different time. Well, actually, well, we could do that considering <laughs> you know.
2: Well, I think we should just like hold well, off. Yeah, we'll I know. That was my favorite I just want to tip my hat
0: to
4: all you all you educated. Really, you guys are most unappreciated uh, professions mm-hmm. in our in our society. And actually, I see what you guys deal with every day, yeah. and it's challenging. But yes. you guys still come to work every day still do your jobs every day, still make sure our kids get the education that they need. And I, I just appreciate all teachers, and educators, i counselors. say counselors,
5: mm-hmm.
4: you know, inside the school, I think there's so many small pieces that people always tend to ignore, but not realize that they can't function without them. Like you mentioned earlier, from the custodial yeah. to the mm-hmm. full service, to secretaries. I always say, if you take those three people out of a school, the school can't function. No. Facts. No. So we need to, I mean, they're part of education. People don't realize that. They may not be the teacher, but they're the one to make sure that doors are open every day. Yeah. Our babies get fed, especially those who don't have the ability to eat. Mm-hmm. But they still make sure they get fed every day. Custodians making sure that the business clean. So uh, I just took my hat because I know it's challenging. Yeah. It's challenging, especially in today's uh, time, yes. time. So I took my hat to all all you guys that's in that educational field. So yes. keep up the good work and, you know, God speaks. Just, okay. just keep it up.
0: I always tell parents, I'm like, it's two people that you need to be friends with in this, the bartender and your child's teacher. Educators, yes, all of them. Everybody all of them. at that school. Yes, you need to be, you need to be best friends with all of them because two things. Number one, as a bartender, I know anything and everything that goes in the bar. <laughs> right. And know, you're not
2: bound by confidentiality.
0: Not at all. Okay, so there's <laughs> right. that. But right. also too, when it comes to teaching, like we know more about your child than what you think. We Absolutely. know everything that goes on. Absolutely. We know the relationship, your child's, Ain't supposed to be dating but they got a whole mm-hmm. ass boyfriend or girlfriend Absolutely. in school your child is, is is vaping in the bathroom you didn't even know they vape, And we know, you
2: know that you were in the bathroom for 45 minutes this morning and that's why they couldn't take their shower because you had to do some business That's that's the kind of stuff that we yes. know about yes. your house we know about your kids we know Absolutely. about everything
0: we know about it all so and we yes. still
2: love you and care about your kids too yes and i think for, i think two of those those mentioned those people that you just mentioned Those are some of the first people to step up and say, I'm worried about this child. This child doesn't have food. This child needs this. Because sometimes those are the adults that those kids feel the most comfortable with. Absolutely. Yes. And I think that those are often people we forget. But I I mean, I know our kids love our custodians, our lunch monitors, our bus drivers. Absolutely.
0: All of them. Yes. Absolutely. All right. All right. Do you have anybody, Shay?
1: I was just going to say definitely all the educators who do it for the right reasons.
0: Yes. Right, right.
1: That's just about it. Yep.
0: Well, I would hope they are doing it for the right reason. Because let Thanks, me tell you, that pay. Tired. That <laughs> pay.
1: I mean, even our Boys and Girls Club, yeah, and those workers correct. and things like yeah, that. Anderson. And our after school programs, programs mm-hmm. a big shout out to Impact and, Thank you.
2: you know, Ty over here. Yeah, it's like all of those programs.
0: Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely.
2: And I feel like we should also say, too, like I know you're, you're in you kind of have law enforcement's really under, very underappreciated. Appreciate Hello. And uh, a profession right now. And just know that I think you're a prime example of, Law enforcement officers are actually humans and great people and out there and you know, keeping us safe. Okay. And that's what I I appreciate that you're there keeping everybody safe every day as well.
0: Absolutely. All right, well, wanna say thank you to Officer Ralph Green for stopping yes, through here you. on yes, Educators Day. We truly, truly, truly appreciate you and kicking us some knowledge and dropping some gems and also playing our game, who told the best. So Mm -hmm. we really appreciate you for that. Um, On the next show, we are going to be celebrating Cinco de Mayo. Mayo. Yes.
2: I think I might cook for you guys.
0: What you about to make?
2: Uh, I'm going to make my, well, is that what you want? I don't know. I was going to make my famous homemade salsa because I make salsa that's homemade that I've been told I should like jar, but I don't. Yes. I'll make that. I might make some, I don't know, street tacos or, I'll bring you some dude on. Yes. Oh, are you going to eat it though? Because we had a whole conversation about my food. <laughs> well,
4: I, I, unfortunately, I won't be I'm
0: having surgery made the third.
4: Oh, so. that's right,
2: I forgot uh, about that. So yes, yeah, so um, we'll keep you in our, our thoughts yes, and praying yes, for so that.
0: Definitely. Yes, definitely. Tanada bartender is going to be back. She's going to be making margaritas. Oh, um, oh I can know. she make
2: me a non-tequila version? Can you make a margarita with vodka? Uh, we're gonna try. Oh, it's probably something else. Maybe tell her I'm specifically requesting a single Mayo drink with no tequila. I'll ask her. Or just bring me a corona. Yes,
0: we'll ask her. Yeah, so she's gonna be uh, making different kinds of margaritas, and um, we're gonna try those out. So for Amy, so I'll
2: take a sip, baby. <sighs> I don't know. Though.
0: No, no, we cannot. <sighs> yeah, no, we could. We'll tequila. pass on that one.
2: You know what, though? There is a local taco establishment that we will not announce because they don't sponsor us. Yes. That does offer a blood orange margarita. Mm-hmm. And I did take a sip of it from my friend and I, I drank the whole thing. Really? With tequila and all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I it, it just didn't taste or smell like tequila.
0: Oh, okay. So we'll have to ask her to make sure it doesn't smell Find like Find something
2: that doesn't taste or smell like tequila and I'll try it. Maybe
0: you need like a frozen margarita?
2: No, well, those. I oh, God. I'm oh. I'm like, <laughs> right like, That's not. Oh, <laughs> uh. okay. Wow.
0: Well, there's that. All right. Well, we appreciate everybody for stopping by and for listening. Remember, you can also listen to Mud Talk not only on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, but you can also listen to us now on Pandora Radio and Satellite, uh, Sirius XM, XM Satellite Radio. <laughs> we got a lot of streaming platforms. I'll be trying to keep up, but we appreciate everybody who listens. Shout out to people who are listening from Detroit, Toledo, Cleveland, um,
2: Germany, Berlin, Germany, Australia. Berlin.
0: Like, London, like it's
2: crazy. North Carolina, New York. York. We
0: love y'all. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all for listening to Mud Talk. Thank you for everybody who listens on Pandora, who listens on satellite radio, Apple. Um, Apple yes, Music. Apple Podcast. I was in on my way to Louisville.
2: Louisville. I looked us up, and I was so excited because I found us on Pandora. Yeah. And I listened like down to Louisville yeah. like, on my way for my daughter's tournament. I was like, Can yeah. I just find us on Pandora? It was like yes. the most exciting moment ever. I got excited when we got when
0: I got the notification. I was I looked us up like multiple times like. Is this for real? Yeah, and I was like, wait. Then I like closed out Pandora and I went back. I'm like, is this for real? So yeah, we are super excited to officially be on Pandora Radio Mm -hmm. and Sirius XM Radio. Um, Yeah, man. So shout out to everybody who listens and, and watches us on YouTube and all of that stuff, man. We making major moves here on Mud Talk, and also like we said. This podcast ain't just local, it's global. So if you are a business, we have sponsorship packages available. We have merch available. We have a lot of shit going on here on Mud Talk. And people better get ready because season three is coming up. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking big Mud Talk shit, okay? Like, big
2: I'm, Mud Talk I'm shit? I'm going to be
0: talking my Mud Talk shit <laughs> well, all the
2: titties. time. He acts like he doesn't already talk as much. as I do. <laughs>
0: I mean, I do. But it's about to be some big wow. shit, like yeah so make sure y'all tap into that get the merch y'all y'all can go to the merch store on our official facebook page get you a hoodie get your crop top get your tickets out
2: t-shirts, t-shirts we got mugs
0: we have all that shit um and also again we have sponsorship packages for businesses like amy said if you don't uh support mud talk you don't have a sponsorship we don't shout your shit out here on the show
2: and here's the thing there's like such d- for 15 dollars, you can get shouted out yes Oh, like yes. $15. Like, yeah. if you have a business, we're yeah. global.
0: Yes. Like, why would you not? Why would you not? I mean, Me and- I'm not a business owner, yeah. but I
2: feel like that would make the most
0: sense. Me and Lexi actually was on live earlier this uh this afternoon or this morning um, because we have a raffle that we're about to do. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Yes.
5: Exactly.
0: Um, so um, we were talking today, and she's like, Mud Talk has sponsorship packages. She's like, that's in the show forever. Like, it doesn't go away. Yeah. And I literally responded back. I said... Um, please stop using Facebook as your only means of promotion. Yeah. Like, people just think that you can just get on Facebook and just market your shit all day long. That's not how that works. And people do not understand that radio and podcasting is the wave right now. Like, it's serious out here. So if you have a business, I need you to get in contact with Mud Talk. We'll send you the sponsorship package through the email and yeah. we will connect with you because this shit is, is, is serious. And so I really, really want all my business owners and people, no matter what you do, if you have a business or whatnot, please make sure that you get in contact with mud talk, even if, even if it's music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like come to Mud Talk yeah. and all that shit.
3: Contact me if you want music. I'm an audio engineer, I'm a producer, you need a studio session contact
2: me for those purposes <laughs> yes fine red fine, fine red. Yes. no but listen here's the thing you said promoting on facebook's not the only way every single package we offer offers facebook promotion from yes. the talk you can reshare it so every Absolutely. one of the packages 15 dollars, all the way down to our like whole season we have a whole season, whole season. you yeah. can pay for the whole season you'll get shouted out every show You'll get shouted out every week on Facebook. We all share those. Shout we have merch. We can put your we logos can put your on, logo on our merch. I want you to, if you have a product, please, please, please do that package. I want yes. to try your products. We want to support your business. Absolutely. We love supporting Black-owned businesses here. Let us try your shit. Let white girl come out to your business. Yes, white that's girl. I will come to your business. Yes. Like, no.
0: no, yes. She's serious. <laughs>
2: and we're not even gonna shout out your studio right now because I am gonna come to your studio and we're gonna visit white girls and okay. visit the studio. Yeah. Yes. I've been practicing my rap skills oh, and okay. and karaoke. Oh wow! So we're good. Well. Just need to go and rap yes. something. So but yeah. Like, white girl come out. Well, and that's a whole like we shouted out so, the last segment. one we it's a segment we shouted out that that groom barbershop yes this is now the fourth time like there you get lots and lots of promotions.
0: yes and not right. only that but exactly. groom, but we also um like you said shout out groom barbershop but that video is on our youtube page on our youtube
2: it's going to be there it's forever nice show. we it's, started it's forever. it at the sign of the barbershop yes like, and i and you know what that's the one thing that when we talked about why we do ask the white girl we're trying to break down the barriers like i'm visiting places that white people don't usually visit right. or know mm-hmm. and that way I can go there, and I can go out, and I can talk to my friends, and we can try to like make sure that we're getting you business and and bringing you to places that you may not always yes. often get.
0: And what's so crazy is is that after we did that and we shared the clip, like it got reshared so much on Facebook and Reels. Like Groom was like, "Wow, like we really appreciate mm-hmm. y'all for doing that." Because and FYI, I, I sent
2: business. four people to Groomed after that. Wow, four people So yeah. they were like, "Do you know a barber?" Yep, I got you. Yeah, because I was there. I saw it. I saw the way they did business. I liked it, and I said, "Go there." They got you. Yes.
0: So I need y'all to quit being cheap, spend some money, okay? Mm -hmm. And we're not just saying that because we want to make a profit. That's not what we're here for. Well, kind of. But... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but we really want you to promote your fucking business so you can get some profit too but just also
2: a focus. lot of our we do have a chunk of our money anything we get from merch we donate back to yes. mental health in the black community that's our yes. cause and so uh, we have made a little bit of money on some of our merch and we are donating that we're going to come yes. up with causes that we can help support because we are it's very important that Absolutely. we that as
0: well so there's that yeah. all right y'all well we'll see y'all in a couple weeks but just to let you know i'm big t
2: i'm shay renee i'm miss
0: amy And remember, Mud Talk is the only podcast that brings you latest in music, news, and fashion and the only show that keeps our ears to the streets.
1: While you grind in the
0: 401k. All right, y'all. We'll see y'all in a couple weeks. Deuces.
2: Deuces.